0: On this episode...
1: How am I the bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> like you hear Juan murdered his wife over a time. Everyone's like, that no, I saw that shit coming. But yeah, I mean, it's like... But that point was, it's like, don't be... Listen, I, I get it. You're trying to be a girl and all that, but just get your own shit. It's fine. <laughs> If if this relationship is going to work, I'm going to see you taking a shit eventually. So just (laughs) get your own pop, your own drinks. All right, don't sip on ours.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of No Country for Old Mark and Juan. I am your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host,
1: Juan Smith.
0: So I just wanted to say before we get started today that this podcast is now officially just like a mullet because it's business up front and party in the back. And the business I want to (laughs) discuss is I want to thank everybody for your downloads and your reviews and everything that you've done since now that we have released the first five episodes and you know first several episodes after that. So I also just want to say I didn't want to do this but dang it we need your reviews, we need your subscriptions, we need your downloads, we need your likes, we need your interaction. If you enjoy us that's really all we ask. We ask you take a minute, 30 seconds, whatever you got to do. Sign into whatever platform you're listening to us on and write us a review. That's really, really going to help us. That's almost as good as sending us 20 bucks. So, also, please uh, like our Facebook page and our Instagram and Twitter. You can just search for, like, it's usually under No Country Podcast. Or you can just search No Country for Old Mark and Juan Podcast and you'll find it there. But, now that that's over, it's time to the party. So, it's time to go to the back of the mullet. And that's, that means, where I'm at. <laughs> that's where Matt. That's where one is. The back of the mullet,
1: where there's no air, not a, f- <laughs> not a fan. I don't know if this mullet thing's such a good idea.
0: <laughs> well, it wasn't back you know 20 years ago, and it's still not. But people still rock them, so somebody yeah. likes it apparently.
1: Yeah, apparently but, one of the prior podcasts, I think you talked about how uh, there's like a mullet dating site. Yeah, there's different styles. Yep, thought oh, there yeah. was only one. <laughs>
0: no, I was I was even shocked to find that. That was pretty interesting. But let's go into what you one previously had asked me a question before we started started recording, asking if anyone had given any input into, you know, our podcast now that it's out there for the masses to listen to and to be disgusted with Man, And i'm
1: starting to get a little sweaty <laughs>
0: <laughs> i actually thought i was gonna have to do this in the heat because a thunderstorm came rolling through here and in houston we get some pretty nasty thunderstorms and it knocked my power out and the power kept flickering and my air conditioner wouldn't turn on for like 10 minutes and i was starting to panic because it's like 96 degrees outside, Whoa. and it's super humid, and I was like, I'm going to die if I have to record and then try and sleep through a night with no air conditioning, but I reset the air conditioner and got it back on, thankfully, because I like, basically, my house is like an ice cave. <laughs> I keep it so cold.
1: Oh, and, yeah, man.
0: Yeah. People come visit me, like Jasmine comes and visit me, or my dad comes over and visits. My dad will, like, sit here and shiver.
1: I love having skinny people hang out in my man cave. <laughs> it's so cold out here. It's like a walk-in fridge. Yeah. And I could see them all trying to pretend like they're not shaking. And like, Yep. And then I get, you know, I'm an ass. <laughs> are, you, are you cold? Or? I could turn the air down. I have no intention <laughs> yeah. of turning that shit down. I'm just trying to be nice. Yeah. And then I just throw them a blanket. or I tell them, you know, if you're going to be out here and you're under 200 pounds, <laughs> uh, you're gonna need to bring a blanket, wear some sweatpants, because I'm not turning this shit down. Sorry.
0: <coughs> no. Oh, I get once it hits like 75, I'm like sweating. I'm just like, Ugh. and even and it's, even when it's dry too, because like I'm used to it being dry air because the air conditioner. So, but yeah, it's been hot here. But bringing back to what I was gonna say, we have a. Uh, I finally got our first a uh, listener response. And a, uh, not to name names, just for the sake of... Okay, in episode two, when we were talking about the sailor dating website, Juan had referred to a certain member of my family who was a sailor, and I believe the quote was he went around in his like little sailing outfit with his balls hanging out of his shorts and his shirt off and everything.
1: Ah, the fun memories.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, his son sent me a message. <laughs>
1: Oh, do tell.
0: And he said, (laughs) he said, hey, I'm laughing my ass off listening to you and Juan make fun of my dad. And I said, yeah, I thought you'd appreciate that. And he said, for your information, he was doing the sailboat captain with his balls hanging out when he met my mom. And that didn't stop until, well, I mean, he's still doing it.
1: (laughs) He won, damn it. He did.
0: (laughs) So Seahawk may know him. I may be more closely related or acquainted with Seahawk than I ever could be comfortable with. So, yeah. But he said he was going to leave a review, and I said, please do. That'd be awesome. But so far, it's encouraging. People are making people laugh. Nobody's sent any... uh, No death threats yet. Yeah, no disgusted, we're going to break your legs if you don't take it down threats yet. And when they do, I'll just forward all those to you.
1: And I will thoroughly put them into my uh, not a reading or not even in, <laughs> not even in trash. I just add it to the twelve thousand other emails <laughs> I haven't read. I'm, I'm totally kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that was actually pretty good. And also, I got some other good input this week. And this was from Jasmine. She told me that I've been saying your name incorrectly. Really? Yeah because she's fluent in Spanish, and I was like, oh, really? She said, yeah, you're saying Juan, and I was like, well, that's his name. She's like, no, you have to, like, emphasize the J, so it's more like Juan, and I was like, oh, okay, so really... Yeah, it's...
1: that does sound better.
0: And I was like, that that does sound better. She's like, it sounds like you're just counting, like, one, two, three, and I was like, <laughs> one, two, three, that's funny, but... You know, I may say that in jest from time to time, but I have a hard time believing that that's going to stick, because that sounds almost like way too Texan to me. Like, you know, because down here they emphasize the, like when they say "what," it just reminds me of that too. The people in the deep south. What? Juan. <laughs> Juan.
1: That just doesn't feel right. <laughs> it doesn't, but it, I think it, it sounds it's just like previously. you're trying to mate with me. <laughs> Juan. Dude, if some girl comes to me and goes, Juan, when Jasmine's around, my Jasmine? Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a slap bitch. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. But that also,
0: yeah. I guess that also reminds me for some weird reason about, I saw pictures from the 4th of July from you and uh, your wife and your mom. And in the picture, your mom looks suspiciously like Seahawk. The only thing she needed was to be looking over somebody's shoulder. She did not look happy.
1: That's probably because I was in the room.
0: (laughs) And you have this really, really smug look on your face. And all I could think was, what did he just say to make her so mad?
1: Probably good morning. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, shit, there he is again. Yeah. No, actually, we're very, very close, my mom and I. But she was probably just unhappy because I, you know... I'm her cook also, <laughs> and sometimes that's a little disappointing. She doesn't
0: like the popcorn with the scalloped potatoes mixed in?
1: No, not really. No? And really, we 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 really only butt heads on one thing, and, and she's just not a big chili cheese friar eater.
0: <laughs> she doesn't seem like she would be.
1: That's fine. I eat it. It's
0: you just eat her share.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Yeah,
0: well, I had a really good evening earlier because I went... There's a new uh, Mexican ice cream and popsicle shop that opened less than a quarter mile from my house. That's so so specific. Yeah, I'm so going to be broke now because the guy knows me now. He knows my family now. And I went there and I was like, can I get a scoop? And then they gave me two scoops because they're fantastic. And now I just feel like such a fat lard because... I shouldn't have eaten it because I wasn't even hungry, but it tasted so good. Because he makes everything, like, in-house. Nothing is pre-made. Everything he makes in-store, and it's absurdly good. And when it's, like, 95 degrees out, it just hit the spot. Wow. Yeah.
1: I'm lactose intolerant, and I'd probably still do it.
0: (laughs) I would encourage it because it's worth it. But he also has, like... Other desserts and stuff, too. And he also makes, like, corn in a cup and everything. And he makes his own horchata and Jamaica. It's absurd. Everything is just top, top quality, top-notch stuff. It's
1: Well, you'd have to be to do something that specific. You better nail that. Yeah, you're not going to be paying rent. <laughs>
0: yeah, my dad talked to him. And my dad said he, like, did it in Mexico before he moved here. So, like, his family had a business down there. And he got all the recipes from him. He told me he got all his recipes from his grandma. I was like, how is this so good? He's like, oh, this is all my grandma's recipes. I was like, man, it tastes like so good. And it's there's another Popsicle place here in Houston. And you go get a Popsicle there, and it's like four fifty. You go to this guy, it's 10 times better. Better quality, and it's like 2 bucks. I was like, man, these other people are just ripping you off. It's just frozen juice <laughs> or frozen milk and fruit. But he uses, like, real fruit and stuff. It's really, really cool. But that's my new summer hangout spot because... At the end of the day, when I'm hot and sweaty, I just go there and
1: cool off. In a vat and, of ice cream? Yeah,
0: I just sit in the ice cream till it melts, and then I go home and take a shower.
1: <laughs> just to wash the fat off.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Too bad it doesn't work that way for everything underneath the skin.
1: <laughs> and I'm not even that fat. Oh, dude, you're downright slim. Shut up. <laughs> I don't want to hear shit from you.
0: I'm a nice, trim model figure here. <laughs> I guess that's part of the problem. Every time I think I'm overweight, I just look a picture at you, and I'm like, man, nah, I'm not that bad.
1: Not too bad.
0: <laughs> like I don't roll out of bed. I get out of bed.
1: I absolutely <laughs> roll out of bed. There's no. That is my move. I literally roll, swing the legs until I feel one hit the floor. <laughs>
0: You're probably like a perpetual motion machine if you don't stop yourself.
1: Well, when I wake up, I usually have to pee instantly, so i got to start rolling.
0: (laughs) That just reminds me of when when I asked Jasmine. I said, have you ever been having sex with Juan and he's made you stop because he has to pee?
1: She was like, oh, yeah, that happens all the time. What? What did you guys have in this conversation? That is some. That is some. <laughs> See what I mean? See what I mean? Man, it's just nothing
0: sacred. <laughs> well, you're famous for peeing like often, and so I was just like, I want to know. Like, I've never thought of this before, and she was like, Oh yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: With the elevator music, too. (laughs) Sometimes it's like Jeopardy! (laughs) Wow, his bladder's really full. (laughs) To me, that just
0: I don't understand how that could possibly happen, but I mean, okay. Well, here's the
1: deal I actually have a medical condition where my I was born at six months, three months premature. So I was barely over three pounds when I was born. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't even developed. I was a late bloomer. <laughs> but uh, so a lot of stuff just never came out right. <laughs> like <laughs> apparently they thought I had diabetes for a long time and I eventually did develop it. Good job. But I uh, <laughs> prior to that, you know, I would always go in for these things. Like, man, you go to the bathroom a lot. They thought like I had an overactive bladder. No, it yeah. turns out. It's just like the size of a walnut. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So it's not very long before I feel like I'm going to explode, you know? And then you go to the bathroom and it's like, is is that an old man? It's like, just like, (laughs) I'm like, oh God. And it's just like, that's it. All right, we're out.
0: (laughs) I can, I mean, just that just makes me think of like so many times we would be like driving somewhere. And you'd be like, I got to stop. I got to stop now. And we pull over and you pee on, like, literally pee at the side of a gas station or, like, in a church parking lot, just, like, wherever. You did, you're just, like, so desperate. It was just you like, know, and okay. I'm always
1: worried, like, I'm going to get stopped by a policeman or something and get... I've heard these awful stories where, like, you get charged with, like, a pedophile offense for, you know... Yeah. Going to the bathroom outside, but it's, like, it's either that or, you know...
0: I know someone that... That happened to someone. They, like public urination, and they got put on the sex offender list.
1: And then I find out about this, and I'm like, so if at any point I end up on the sex offender list, uh, it's not for a child. No, it's
0: probably probably, because you didn't have a pop bottle handy.
1: Yeah. Or I didn't know where a bathroom was, because I literally know where every bathroom is within, like, about probably a 50-mile radius. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I mapped out every store, every restaurant. I know who's open late. I know whose bathrooms are good, whose are bad. (laughs) (laughs) I even got spots on the highway. I know where to pull over. I got
0: this. (laughs) That's some serious research and work and commitment into that.
1: Well, you only got to pee yourself a few times before that starts taking a serious priority in your life. (laughs) It's like, I was going to have dinner with the boss, or lunch with the boss today, but gonna have to reschedule <laughs> so yeah you know that it it's one of those just another thing you know but I, I here's the way i look at it yeah it sucks you know it's a little embarrassing to be called like wally the walnut bladder <laughs> and stuff like that by your children but all in all i mean there's worse things that could happen that could be happening and there will be so until oh, yeah. then i'm not you know if that's the worst thing that i gotta <laughs> deal with today that's not so bad
0: no, that's really not that bad.
1: Now, that's finding the silver lining.
0: That is definitely finding the silver lining.
1: So, I just... I'm really glad that I have leather seats instead of cloth, though. In this car. <laughs> Those you can clean off.
0: Have you ever just, like, needed to, just, like, clothespin it just to keep it in for a little while or something?
1: I don't know if that would work. <laughs> would that, that
0: just... Cause internal combustion.
1: Probably. I don't know. I'm just not one of those people like, you know, and they they when I when this fall happened and I got diagnosed with this, they did an ultrasound and they were like, Oh, it's got a wee bladder It was like <laughs> their advice was, Okay, when you have to go to the bathroom instead of going right away, wait like fifteen minutes and you'll slowly stretch your bladder back to a more applicable size. So you're not going to the bathroom all the time. And I tried this. Yeah. It's not possible. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it.
0: It's funny because, like, we went on, like, those long trips to Africa and stuff where you're in, like, an airplane for 10 hours. And, you know, some. I know some people who've been on airplanes for 17-hour flights where they didn't use the bathroom. And I'm like, okay, how is that possible? Because... I just took a 13-and-a-half-hour flight in February, and I couldn't do that. Like, And that wasn't even that long. Like, It was a good eight hours, and then I was like, okay, I got to go. Like, I don't understand how someone could wait almost a whole day without going to the bathroom. Even if you didn't drink anything and got super dehydrated, it was eventually I would think that you'd have to get something out.
1: You would be in hell. You know what's weird? When we went to Africa, I did not use that bathroom. No? Nope. And here's why. That plane was so damn dry, man. <laughs> you know that, that plane air day. when you breathe and you feel like it's just like so dry? Yeah. And, you know, of course, the food was terrible. <laughs> they didn't have, like, <laughs> Diet Pepsi on tap. I just tried to go into a coma just to get through it.
0: <laughs> well, you did, because I remember you <laughs> on the plane and you were like, take my pills, and you just slept most of the whole way. And I slept for, like, an hour, and then I was up the whole rest of like, nine hours or whatever. Because you were sitting right behind me.
1: <coughs> yeah, but that probably made it so you could at least lean back. Yeah, only, I did. <laughs> I was the only person short enough. Man, I don't know how you guys ride in them planes like that that long. When you're tall, I mean, oh, that, yeah. that, you guys look so uncomfortable.
0: Okay, I'm six foot. When Ben and Kelly and Joel and Luke and my dad and Zach and I went to the Caymans, my dad was the shortest person. My dad's like 5'11". Every, me and my brother are the next two shortest people. We're six feet tall, and everyone is six four to six one through six four. And on one flight, it was me and Kelly and Ben, so I'm six foot, Ben six one, and Kelly's six four. And we all had to sit next to each other in three little seats. It was a nightmare because none of us had any room between us and the seats, and we couldn't like spread our legs or like move because we were all we just were so big. And after that, I was like, next time, if I'm flying with anybody else that's tall, I'm just gonna get a seat by myself and I don't I'm gonna take a chance that I'm gonna sit next to somebody, you know who's under 6'4". <laughs> yeah, because it was just absurd. It was so uncomfortable. Thankfully it was only like a four hour flight, but still
1: <coughs> Yeah, but even four hours that's <laughs> it's that's rough. like that's like Detroit to Cali. No. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was it was bad. Like I like it when I sit next to like okay. <clears throat> I should rephrase that. It's nice for size when I sit next to a little kid. It's not nice because usually they're, like, poking me or, like, screaming or something like that. But I don't mind the kids. It's just when they're loud, I mind it, especially if it's a long flight. But, I mean, they're kids, so I can't really expect too much from them because they're probably bored on an airplane just as much as I am. So, I don't get Now, although now with, like, having an iPad and a computer. I'm never really bored in an airplane because I just like whip out my iPad and download a bunch of Netflix onto it and I'm entertained for the whole flight and I don't have to pay for anything. It's great.
1: Yeah, I got to thank God for Netflix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Change Change the world, man.
0: Yeah, put Blockbuster and Hollywood Video out of business and made everything better.
1: Yeah, I watched a documentary about Netflix one time. I and mean, they grew so fast. They, they literally, they grew so fast. That was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we got way too much success here. We don't know how to handle it all. Yeah. Oh, to that problem. <laughs>
0: and now they have like, it's funny because like their original content is so hit or miss. Like every, like, I don't know how many of their shows and stuff you've watched, but like as far as original series that they've made, uh, Altered Carbon and Stranger Things are the only ones that I like. And outside of that, nothing else that they've made, I really... Okay, let me take that back. Jessica Jones is also really good too. But outside of that, nothing else they made, I, I can't stand. I'm like, how can some company that has so much money and gets like big name actors just have such garbage
1: stories? I don't know. I think it's Adam Sandler's fault.
0: (laughs) That's probably true.
1: (laughs) I don't know what kind of deal with the devil and Netflix he made. It was an eight-movie
0: deal for, like, so many years.
1: Okay, yeah, because it's like...
0: They're terrible.
1: Well, in my opinion, he's kind of always been terrible. I mean, (laughs) I'm not... Listen, I'm not trying to bask at all, and I'm glad that he has had a successful life and everything that he did and I'm glad that he has an audience. It's just not me. I, I just never got into that like you would think I guess maybe from the outside I would like like slapstick stupid yeah. you know kind of comedy, but I, I just don't. I'd I much prefer like more cerebral comedy, things that are, you know, intuitionally funny mm-hmm. rather than just like slapstick. So I just it's not even really anything against him. I just that that style of comedy is just not my style. So it's not that he's not a good actor or anything. It's just not my cup of tea. But it was just weird that, like, I was like, man, how many movies are this make on Netflix? Like, <laughs> Man, every, every month there's a new Adam Sandler movie. It's like. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm and, I don't know how much they paid him for this, but oh, I'm uh, he sure must, he, it's a he must have got a good chunk. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot of stand-up stuff on there that I really enjoy. Like, they'll bring back somebody that hasn't, been, that hasn't done anything in ages, and that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Tracy Morgan did one since his accident. Mm-hmm. Uh Joe Rogan's stand up is just freaking top notch. And he's got a cup on there. Dave Chappelle came back and did uh some some stand up comedy like later shows that are really good. So yeah, I mean those those original things I like. It's like it gave it it finally gave a a genre or stage again for comedians, which I really enjoyed. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of times that you it's kinda like who's ever the hottest you you see or hear from. But there's yeah. so many people out there working like every day to do this stuff. And like, um, so it's really nice to have a platform where it kind of like showcases some of the old stars too, but also like really promotes up and coming comedy. So, because
0: yeah, they have a lot Ken... of stuff
1: even with foreign comedy, which I really enjoy because we <laughs> wouldn't get that here, honestly, if it wasn't for Netflix. No. So I
0: love the Ken Jung comedy special that he did oh on my... Netflix. That, that one was is so, so funny. funny.
1: Holy shit. And that guy was like so real. Right? Yeah. He's like, he's like up there and he's like making me
0: cry laughing. And then he tells me about how his wife gets cancer and like almost dies. And he's a doctor. And then that makes me almost cry. I'm like, whoa. He went from like super hilarious to super serious, then brought it right back up again. It was so great.
1: It's like, yeah, but why don't I want to be a poor shitty doctor? I could <laughs> a, you know, this famous actor. I thought that was great. It was. I'm not here to be solving your problems. <laughs> but, you know, now that you mentioned that, that, now that you mentioned that again, I would watch that again. That was actually oh, yeah. not, that funny.
0: Yeah, I, oh, I definitely will watch that one again. Because most, most comedy specials, I'll watch them once. And, like, once you know all the – well, because I have a really good memory, so I know all the jokes, so I know what's coming. Like, the really, really good ones, I'll watch again a couple times. You know, like Chappelle's Show. Oh my gosh,
1: I own them, I own them all, and I've seen them all like a thousand times.
0: Me too.
1: I was really upset when Charlie Murphy died. Yeah, <laughs> I really was, man. He was a great storyteller, super funny. I mean, like the guys that I like, the people that I like to listen to, like the comics that I really enjoy. I've probably seen and heard their bits hundreds of times. Oh, I've heard yeah. I've heard every word Sam Kinison ever uttered into a microphone, probably. Or, and, and laughed at every one of them. Yeah, you know Bill Burr is another one that I really enjoy. There, there are people that have that have these uncanny abilities, and like, and comedy is one of those things where you're supposed to stretch the envelope, right? You're supposed to go into endangered waters, and then there's still waters you just can't go into. Well, there's a few people who just can go anywhere, and yeah. they have this ability to do that without getting like. Killed. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sam Sam Kennison was one of those people that could just, he could do bits on things that nobody could do bits on and just, you know, like, did he just do a bit on necrophilia? Yeah. Like, but it's funny. And, you know, another one's Bill Burr. I mean, Bill Burr made me laugh because, like, he makes fun about people being fat, which I make fun about myself being fat. But yeah. it's But it's funny because... It's the same bit. It's hilarious. It's just his perspective <laughs> is so similar to mine. And it's hilarious the way he does everything. And he's another one that can just drop all over you. And you still like him for some reason. Like Yeah. <laughs> man, how did you just absolutely offend me? And I'm just not offended. I don't know. It's just comedy is one of those things that if if really done properly, you can reach audiences that you really don't identify with. It's strange.
0: Yeah, it is true. It can like you can have like you and I can have our own certain like tastes and stuff and I know there's people out there that uh don't really joke around like we do and they don't have the same sense of humor that we do, but there already have been a few people that have been like, "Hey, your podcast is really funny." And I'm like, "I wasn't expecting that from you of all people, but thanks." Right. <laughs> I was like I was expecting a Text at like, you know, two in the afternoon one day, like, hey, Mark, um, I finally heard your podcast, and uh, I'm speechless, and I don't know if we can be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but so far, I've yet to receive one of those. I'm sure somebody out there will, you know, say that eventually, but it's not personal. Nothing's really personal. We're just making jokes, and most of my jokes are at your expense, Juan, so
1: nobody else should get offended. <laughs> you know, I figured it this way. If you can laugh at yourself, you know what I mean? It's it's important to realize that, like, a lot of it's based in pride. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not – I come across, you know, kind of like, you know, a lot of it is a character. It's an animated character. It's something that's just there to be funny. It's, it's, it's put out front. You know, am I really, really that crude? <laughs> no. No. Uh, sometimes. Okay, maybe most of the time. But anyways, <laughs> there was a point to that. But anyways, what I mean is just that, like, you can be a little beyond. that. That's the fun thing, too, about about the podcast is you, you can be a very honest podcast, but you can kind of still be up a little bit into the, the entertainment level where, you know, I probably wouldn't exactly have said that exactly that way had that lady been a little taller. I don't know. But... You know, yeah. it's whatever, whatever works. Whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever. Uh, at least at that time, I feel like it's funny. You know, and
0: comedy is always a constant process too, because you're always like developing new material and refining old material too. You're like, wow, I thought that was gonna be funny, but nobody else thought was thought that was funny. I'm just not gonna
1: say that ever again. Oh, I've had that happen a few times. Where like, I thought something was super funny. Yeah, and I thought it was a real simple follow, right? Yeah. And then I drop it, and it's like crickets. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. like, <laughs> okay, clearly no one in here has a sense of humor. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's just me? I suck? Oh. <laughs> okay, I'll go back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's always a really awkward moment. But then when you like do make the joke that has everybody rolling, that's the best. That
1: really yeah, what I think is the best is when the person that's like in the group that's ne- not necessarily considered Like the funny person or the- Yeah. When they drop something out of the blue And you're just like <laughs> That happens sometimes with my son or my wife Where they say something and I'm just like Okay, I don't know where that shit just came from But that is funny <laughs> Like, and you just gotta give them Mad props for that Because oh, yeah. you don't expect it But when people are around that enough They get to learn those triggers And those ways yeah. of thinking And the sarcasm and now I have a bunch of sarcastic kids. It's terrific. <laughs> yeah. Like my kid that walked in the other day and goes, Dad, I'm sad. And I was like, oh, all of oh, a sudden, what's wrong? He's like, and then with a smile on his face, and he starts chuckling. He goes, I I have crippling depression. <laughs> and then he starts laughing, and I'm like, <laughs> You're not supposed to be that funny at 11 years old. That is not fair. You can't give me that dope by nuts having dropped baby voice and tell me that you have crippling depression and smile and not think that I'm going to not think that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. I was like sitting. I was actually sitting doing the podcast, thinking when that happened, and I was like, "Do you want to sit out? Do you want to put on the headphones?" <laughs> Fuck! I, I'm about to retire. I'm done. I'm out of here. Besides trying to help this kid, he's got crippling depression, <laughs> <laughs> and he laughed the whole way back. I can hear him. I'm like, "You funny son of a bitch." That's, That's so funny. funny. Yeah, like how to. <laughs> So that's my that's my eleven year old.
0: That's the same one who told me I'm six foot four. I was like, No, you're not. I mean, that little
1: high squealy voice too.
0: I'm six foot four.
1: He probably will be at least six four someday. But he is not six four now. (laughs) He's not even to my height yet. I mean, that's not like you know any landslide victory or success as far as height goes, but. Yeah, I like breaking kids' hearts and they get all excited and they're like, I'm as tall as you are. And I'm like, hey, it's not really any kind of victory, bro. (laughs) When you're as tall as your dad, then you're somewhere. Right now, it's just just a pit stop, man. It's it's no reason for a party. You're not even getting a patch. Um, I'm not even giving you a high five for trying or nothing. Just the hell out of here. I'm as tall as you are. Yeah, rub it in, you eight year old. Get the fuck out of here. so many times that's happened when you're short yeah you're just the gauge little shitty oh, yeah. kids yeah. hi I'm not even 10 yet but I'm taller than you by the way my name's Lisa <laughs> kiss my ass Lisa <laughs> your Amazon mother where is she at
0: <laughs> was it the same lady that took you took to Dave and Buster's that was like 6'4"? No, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> that, you know, now that I thought about that, I was thinking about that the other day, and I thought, here I was upset at her for not letting me know that she was a giant. Yeah. But then I didn't let her know I was like an Oompa Loompa either. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like <laughs> we both kind of got screwed over on that one. Yeah. Most it, just- it was it was honestly, hands down, the most awkward date of all of my life because it really did look like we were trying to be some weird freak couple. Like (laughs) it was not fun. It was like people staring more staring. The whole night was a fiasco.
0: (laughs) I wish I could have been a fly on the wall there. That would have been funny.
1: I mean, we laughed and we had a good time, but we mostly were just laughing at ourselves because we looked fucking ridiculous.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <coughs> so, I had a, a, a question. It just got me thinking, since you, really, you and I enjoy a lot of the same types of music, what's the favorite concert you've ever been to? Like, what group or what band or what artist was it? Oh,
1: man, that's tough.
0: Well, while you think about it, I can tell you what my favorite one was.
1: Yeah, go ahead. It
0: was in 2004 and my brother and I and his first wife, we went to go see Blink-182. And that was just absolutely phenomenal. That was before they like broke up. Yeah, I was going to say time. that
1: was like the that was the premier time.
0: Yeah, they were they had just released their self-titled album. And they were huge, and it was fantastic. Like uh, It was just all-around best show I've ever been to. We had pretty good seats. We got a great view. The sound was perfect. And it was in, like, uh, where was it? It was in Paso Robles, California, and it was at a fairgrounds. And it was just, like, a beautiful setting. It was so good. And they played, like, every one of my favorite songs. It was so good. That was just a memorable moment, but I was thinking about that because you had mentioned Chevelle the other day, and you've seen Chevelle. I haven't seen Chevelle, but Chevelle oh, is fantastic.
1: Yeah, I, I actually saw Chevelle on their very, very first tour. Oh, wow. I was actually, like, I had a friend Bob in Chicago who does a lot of music uh, promotions. He does like bookings for like really big venues there. I mean, mm-hmm. even like House of Blues and stuff like that. And he has a band there called Bob. <laughs> There's a plug for you, Bob. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so he was having in the music industry, and he was one of the promoters that was promoting their tour. And so like this was before they were known at all. So yeah. like we got invited as VIP to like go and sit, like center, stage at this like lifted table, and like literally hung out with the guys from the band the whole time, and, uh, but didn't really you know, first time we'd ever seen or heard of them. Yeah. And, then, like, and then like a year later, they just blew up. It was really yeah. weird because it was like they were like so normal, <laughs> like nice guys. Yeah. You know, like it was like I had stepped outside the club to have a smoke or something and like they had stepped outside because their set was done and there was like this dude. They weren't, you know, it was early on, so they weren't like the opening band. It was like this crazy biker band. Yeah. That was just screaming and loud shit came in like the place got really crazy. So. I stepped outside, like, what the heck just happened? And, uh, anyways, they had came out, and I thought, oh, you know, maybe they're coming out to like have some. No, like, none of them smoked, none of them drank, they didn't do drugs. Like, and I still think it's probably one of the reasons why they're still making music, because <laughs> they, they didn't do any of that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but, anyways, yeah. So, like, I saw them, but I would, We go to a lot of concerts now because I didn't really get to growing up. My son, of course, is heavily into music, and we do see a lot of bands. Um, favorite concert? It's weird. We we prefer small venues.
0: Oh, so do I.
1: Because uh, a lot of the bands that we like were hot in, like, early two thousand, like mid-90s to early 2000s is our age. Mm-hmm. So we'll mm-hmm. see a lot of, like, new metal bands and things like, you oh, know, yeah. like back in the El Nino uh, New metal was, was
0: the greatest genre ever.
1: Oh uh, yeah, just absolutely. We literally we've seen uh, Killers Confession. We've seen Mushroomhead. Um, oh man, the list just goes on. And we're actually going to see uh, Static X next week. It's their final tour. He's you know when Static died, but they had a fan who literally is like spot on. And there's yeah. a bunch of guys going to be doing tributes. It's a big deal. It's the last thing they're doing, and it's to support uh, help the family, help doing with the financial burdens of his death. And uh, so it's like a really big deal for us because we're like, you know, this is it, right? It's kind of far away, so we got to drive and stay the night. And Anyway, so we're really excited to go. But I would say, so we like actually, most of the time when we go to concerts, we get right up on stage. We have this whole system set up where um, I'll stay in the back to keep people from pressing forward. My wife, Jasmine, always steals the set list, that's that's one of our deals. As soon as that thing is over, Jasmine runs up on stage, rips, <laughs> the, state, rips the set list out the floor, and we always get it, and they never stop her because it's a girl. Yeah. So we so we every concert we have like all the set lists for every concert
0: that <laughs> we went awesome. to,
1: and like us to keep them. Um, but the first one that my son and I went to was probably the was probably my favorite, maybe because it was his first. But my buddy Al uh, bought us tickets to see System of a Down. Ooh. and uh, at DTE, which is a pretty, you know, pretty decent-sized venue here. And it's kind of, like, too big for us normally, but what happened was um, the tickets were not cheap. We were inside pavilions; so they were, like, a couple hundred bucks a piece, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Well, we got there a little bit late, and some people came in at the same time of us with the identical tickets. They were such good fakes. They had the holograms, everything on them.
0: Oh, my god. And they had
1: just went, and it was like, what they did was they were smart. They waited till the system was about to go on before they came in. They knew yeah. everyone would put away all them infrareds, the lights yeah. and all that. they put all that stuff away. So by the time they were trying to check their ticket, they didn't really have a way to check it to see if theirs was legit or ours was legit. So it was our word versus theirs. Bottom line, yeah. they move us up way closer. So now we're like 20 rows from stage. yeah. And then no kidding, another set of bogus tickets. Ooh. We get in a whole nother set of like these are our seats and we have the ticket, and we both have identical Yeah. T- it was ridiculous. Unbelievable, how could this happen twice? So then they they were so frustrated that they just put these wristbands on on me and on my son, and they're like, Okay, just walk to the bottom. And we're like, what do you mean? They gave us tick they gave us pit passes. <laughs> His first show, we end up in the pit. Th- <laughs> they're thousand dollar tickets. Oh my goodness! Each oh
0: my a thousand
1: dollar ticket each. There's only like sixty people this close, right? Like up yeah. front. I weigh like two thirty five. My son weighs like a hundred. Yeah. And there are some monstrous guys <laughs> in this pit. I mean, big. Like, this dude took off his shirt, and I was like, oh, he's taking off his shirt so he can show off his muscle. Oh, my God, he's huge. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But they were so nice, and after they ping-ponged him around for a while, <laughs> and he'd fall, they'd pick him up, ping-pong him, him around some more. But it was a great show because it was a great band that we both really, you know, really wanted to see. They were still touring, and we got to be very close, and I wore the craziest shirt. I wore a shirt I got from Africa. Uh uh-huh. Um, and it was, but you know, they're Armenian. So, yeah. uh, they were very into the, my shirt, I guess. So, you know, cause this is like a sea of just jeans and black rock t-shirts. Yeah. And then here I am with this floral, uh, cuff linked. <laughs> I know what shirt, shirt you're talking about. With the African. It's the
0: traditional Ghanaian shirt. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. Uh, What was funny was some security officers came up to me during the show, though, and they knew who he was on the shirt, the president of Ghana, and they had studied him in college. Yeah. And so they were really cool with me, and then during the show, Shavo, who's the bass player Uh from System, looks straight down at me and points (laughs) at me and points at my shirt. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. So ever since then, my son was so freaking jealous. I was like, yeah, man. And, you know, Shava knows me. It's so whatever. But uh, I mean, he did pick me out of the crowd. But we, 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 yeah, but you know, I would say the best one, though, the best yeah. was we saw Soul Fly. Oh. In a very small venue uh, called the Crowfoot. And there was only like 200 people there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We literally we were huge SoFi fans, man, like big time. And uh, so we 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 get up there and because uh, Max Cavalera, for like anyone who doesn't know, it's like literally like a rock le- like rock legend. I mean, he was in several very very influential bands, and he was hard early. This dude was hard in the seventies. Like, uh, anyways, because he was part of Sepultura and some other. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so Max is like literally like one of our few would be considered to us like a living legend this would be like an older person seeing like Mick Jagger right yeah but we're right up front he's right standing in front of us man so and we're just so high we're at we didn't budge man we, once we get to that front we're not moving yeah so and then during the show and we got this on video man Max comes down and fist bumps all of us <laughs> during the show it was insane it was I mean, he did roots shit it, it was off the hook and then we've seen El Nino, which is an a all-Hispanic metal band, which a lot of people that don't know new metal, there was a lot of Hispanic music influential in that genre, and a lot of bands that were just all-Hispanic, and El Nino was one of them. Yeah. And we saw them, and, and, and same thing, man. So, like, afterwards, we're, like, hanging out with the band. We saw Killer's Confession, which was, had uh, the lead singer from, one of the lead singers from Mushroomhead, Wayne, Waylon Rivas. And we've hung out with Whalen a couple times. It's like, <laughs> I saw my son meet Whalen. My son met Whalen. Like, it was like him meeting his absolute, if he was going to pick one person, like, influentially yeah. to meet in the music industry, it would have been him. Yeah. This guy can sing in, like, five octaves. He's insane. He is more manic than me on his slowest day on my craziest <laughs> day. He is literally bouncing off the walls. This guy is crazy fun yeah and i saw my son get like starstruck like where you couldn't talk you know it was like and he was like you know (laughs) but it was he was so cool and then um, a lot of times you know we bring uh roxy my son's girlfriend with us and everything and they're always so nice and so we've gotten hung out hang out with a lot of these like you cool know, people. older bands and stuff like that. We've seen, also we see head PE. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, so music is a big. It's a big part of our family. Yeah. it's kind of one of the things that, like, all my kids want to be my oldest son. You know, because he plays guitar. They all walk around playing guitars and trying to sing and
0: yeah and uh, <laughs> like
1: that. And then like I listen to everything from rap to metal. And and. Not everything, but, like, a lot of different stuff. And, I, like I said, I'm a huge Suicide Boys fan out of New Orleans. And so there's, like, this total love of music in our family that bonds us. Even though, like, yeah. a lot of us is, like, we might listen to stuff that other ones don't. We're still very open about it. But, yeah, I mean, as far as concerts go, the sister one was great. The only problem was, was um, when you go to larger venues like that, people, like, tend to smoke up a lot. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know it until we went to leave. As we were walking up the steps, my son, mind you, who's 19 now, he was like 17 at the time. He has never smoked, never drank, never drug drugs, never had any interest in it whatsoever. It's not that he's like a goody goody kid. He just he's very serious about music and wants to, you know, do that hopefully for a living at some point in his life. Yeah, and he just doesn't want anything to distract from it, so he's just not going to deal deal with any of that. He's
0: shit. Just very focused.
1: Yeah, and and if you maybe someday you know the audience will get a chance to hear his music. It's insane, and I mean not just because I'm his dad. Like this kid literally can play anything, yeah. but uh, yeah, last night he just impromptu played like the first album by Slipknot on bass. Just and he yeah. had never even played it. Yeah, he just knows it and heard it. Yeah. like in his head and just. Slammed out these ridiculous bass lines for like an hour straight, but um, yeah. So it's been one of those things that's that's been like a real bonding thing for us. So seeing seeing concerts and going and doing things like it's always been something that we do together, you know. And I yeah, I would say that was the best one was was System as far as environment, but meeting Max, but meeting Max Cavalera and having like fist bumps during the show and actually catching that shit on video was pretty. Heck yeah. Pretty epic, man. Pretty epic.
0: I but got. You've done a lot of actually,
1: you've been on a lot of the other side of that though. You've like been I'm the toured. performer. Yeah. You've like yeah. been the, the actual person on tour, which would be cool because I, I, when I was in Chicago the second time I saw Chevelle, uh, I helped like move a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And uh, we didn't get paid or anything. We were just voluntarily helping because they were still not like that big or anything. But, anyways, uh, I realized that's a hard job.
0: Oh, it's <laughs> these such guys a hard job. that
1: like got to haul the stuff around and move to the next city and be on the truck and like that yeah. is a hard life. And then I realized I think most of them do it because they're trying to get a start of their own. Yeah. Like, you know, get noticed by the right people or, you know. You also want to get the,
0: experience too. You want to know what it's all about.
1: But the music industry is just it's scary. Cut it's cut scary, throat. man. Yeah. Because it's so much competition, so many yeah, so many legal things, too. And the potential, see, until YouTube and things like that, the potential for money was always like this long, drawn-out process, right? takes you 10 years to get, like, enough PR, enough stuff out there. You know, you used to have to do, you know, they used to have, like, uh, street teams that used to help bands get off the ground. Yeah, You know, you'd have all these, like, just extreme fans right out of the gate, and you would promise them, you know, down the road they would get these perks, if they helped you get off, get off the yeah. ground, and you know, and they don't really do that. They have to do that stuff anymore, and so now it's like you could literally have some shit song, and we've all heard some pretty shit music <laughs> <Yeah>. that somehow <laughs> caught on, and then some moron just landed a contract for, you know, some ridiculous amount of money because they made one corny song. Yeah, and so it's like you know, now it's so scary because I'm like, is there gonna be any good music anymore?
0: Yeah. You know, you can
1: hope, but. I mean, there's 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 promising things on the horizon. For instance, As, uh, Tool is coming out with their album in August. It's gonna finally be it's gonna finally be released, and it will be the last one. So you know, thank God we're gonna have to wait any longer for that shit to happen. Because <laughs> I don't, there's only like eight fans left anyway. We're all just hanging <laughs> on by. We're like, well, it's death of this album. I'm, I'm still waiting, Maynard, yeah. Maynard. Just put it out, man. Put you're not getting any younger. So finally, to hear that Tools finally gonna put out their last album was a big deal for us here because we've been literally waiting, you know,
0: yeah, this forever. whole time.
1: Yeah, and I know I'll never get to see them on tour. No, because anytime they do do a show, it's gonna be so vast. It's gonna be at some festival. They're gonna yeah. do like two or three songs, and then they're gonna have to get them out of there before they play, People tear the place down. Yeah, because they're just too big. I'm never going to be able to go see them at some like you know like when bands get older they go to the smaller venues like like I yeah. was saying like yeah they're never going to play a small venue. Where are they going to play? Nowhere. They, yeah, nowhere. Yeah, they're not they're too playing. Big. Yeah, they're always going to be so. There's certain bands and things you're just never going to get to be intimate with, and then but so I I tend to try and to do things that are the other thing too is if you see the older bands a lot of times dude you're seeing these people for twenty bucks. Yeah. You're seeing their show for twenty bucks. You're literally standing one foot away from them. Yeah. At a stage that's not that elevated, and you go hang out with them after the show. Yeah. For twenty yeah. bucks. Like you yeah. can't beat that.
0: I saw there's a band, they're not very well known. I don't understand how they never got popular because they are were technically they haven't released an album in several years. They're called Raw R. A. Um, they are their their vocalist, lead guitar player, he's one of the most technically gifted musicians I've ever heard. Like and he interweaves like this middle eastern like sound into their rock music. It's really really phenomenally well done and he's got such an incredible voice. He can sing like, you know, tons of different octaves. At one point in time, he set a, a world record for like the longest sustained like high note for like 30 some, 34 seconds I think of a live show and he held that record for a while. It's on, you can find that on iTunes and stuff. That song where he did that, he just like nails this high note. It was incredible. But I went and saw them, I, I had their album several years ago. I saw them in a show for like 10 bucks and I went there thinking, I got there like two hours early because I was like, I don't want, like, I want to get up front. I want to make sure I see these guys. We're like that too. And there was literally 30 people there. There was nobody there. And then they had, like, an opening act, which was terrible and grueling. But I waited and I just sat right up front. There was nobody else there. And it was one of the best shows ever. Like, the sound was great. They were great. They played all their songs. It was so awesome. And that was like. It was like also a good, like then later on, like five years ago when I toured, I toured with a classic rock cover band and we did some originals and stuff too. And like I, ever since I was five, I had wanted to be a really good guitar player and I wanted to go on tour. Like I didn't care. I didn't want to be like super famous. Like, I mean, obviously at some point you'd be like, oh yeah, I want to make it. But like, as I got older, I was like, you know what? I just want to tour. I don't really care. Like, I just want to live out my dream of touring. Right. The experience. Of touring. And so like, I got to experience that. And we did it two summers. So it was like three months, two summers in a row. And it was fantastic. And then along that tour, I would play with other artists. Like another band was like, hey, we need a second guitar player. Do you want to join in? I was like, yeah, sure. So I would like join them and play with them. And then I wound up touring with them for a little bit too. And then another artist wanted an additional guitar player. Another artist needed a bass player. And so I would just fill in for other artists on tour. And it was so much fun until you realize that you're only sleeping three or four hours a night. You're driving 12 hours a day, 8 to 12 hours a day on the days in between. Well, that's what I'm if saying. It's fun
1: to do the experience, but it's, it's yeah. also the thing where you realize this isn't for everybody, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> people and that think
1: like- that that rock lifestyle is easy and that it's all just a party. And, dude, oh, dude, The people that survive in that industry blow my mind because I'm like, the pressures the the things that people expect of you are just not even normal
0: yeah like it was that was the thing like I was tired all the time and like I would try really hard to sleep but like you just don't have time because your schedule was so and also like uh, the last time I went and did it there was uh, I went with a, a friend of mine who's a singer-songwriter I like went with her and then I played with like another artist another couple artists in the group you know the group that was touring together and um her and i got so burned out that we left the tour like three weeks early she was just like done like she couldn't take it anymore and then i couldn't take it anymore either and it was just like because the guy that was like scheduling everything and booking everything he yeah. just n- never gave us time off we well, never had he's time he's not to the rest guy that's doing the work Yeah. And so like, and I was, uh, me and this other guy were in charge of like the sound equipment, making sure everything is fine, setting up stuff and organizing stuff, which was fine. And I didn't mind that. But it's like, when you're doing that day in and day out and day in and day out and you're driving and you're going, I mean, we were all over the West coast. We did Washington, Oregon, Utah, Idaho, Arizona, California. And you're just every day. You're going somewhere, you're doing something, you're setting up stuff, you're tearing down. And, you know, it It was it was one of the best experiences of my life because I got to live out my dream that I had had ever since I was a kid. And then at the same time, I was so glad when I was done with it the last time because I was so burned out. And I have not wanted to do it again. I have a friend who's like, a, he's an artist, uh, Gallery Cat, gallerycatmusic.com. He's phenomenal. You can get all this stuff for free, too. He doesn't charge for his music. You go to his mu- uh, his website and you can download it for free. And he was I'm so glad I toured with him cuz he is one of the most fun, genuine people I've ever met. And it was just so like you get to meet all these crazy amazing people. That's that's like such one of the huge perks. Like you make meet these people and you make like really great like lifelong friendships. And but I, after that I was just like so burned out. It was nuts.
1: Yeah, I would really enjoy the meeting people and stuff, but you know, having to do that much work all the time too. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, like when you're on stage, eh, nobody cares if you're tired. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, they don't. They, they just want to see a good show. Yeah, you know, and it's 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 one of those things where people, you know, you're trying to pace yourself for that show, but you worked all day setting the thing up. <laughs> yeah, you know, so you're finally like, oh, and then when it's over, it's like, oh, we gotta tear the shit down. Like, yeah. you know, for for smaller tours and stuff, and where they don't have just full on crews that do all that. I yeah, mean, we didn't have people, a crew. We
0: were the crew. <laughs> well,
1: people don't realize the cost in touring. Yeah. When you're you're that many people, I mean, it's it it costs a lot of money to tour. So yeah. f- for bands like starting out, I remember going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and seeing like Rage Against the Machine's first tour bus. It yeah. was. It wasn't. It was just a little. Uh, what the hell was that thing? It was the smallest little minivan-looking thing I've ever seen. It was a shitty-looking one too, ugly as hell. <laughs> oh, a safari a safari van, <laughs> a, ma- a maroon safari van, and they would pack them and all their stuff in this little safari van, and that's yeah. how how they you know started touring.
0: Yeah,
1: it's crazy, you know. But the point I was making was that. That used to be the only way to make it. You know you yeah. really had to like be out there on the street coughing hustling, really pushing. And now, with the internet and stuff, it's amazing what comes out. You know, it's like a lot of the stuff that's hot to me is just simplistically and simplistic and stupid, but it's hot for a minute, and everyone buys into it. But quality music, it's like it's I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and I feel like it's harder to come by. But a lot of it now it just seems so audio induced. It
0: it is harder to come by because, like, okay, my one of my favorite bands ever is the Deftones, new metal. I love new metal. Deftones. Did you
1: say Deftones?
0: Yeah, Deftones. So much of how I play guitar is. Been has been influenced by the Deftones so much of how I sing has been influenced by the Deftones. They are single-handedly the most the artist that has influenced my music the most. I first heard them when I was like sixteen, and I've heard everything they've ever done. I've never seen them live. I don't know how that's happened, but like I can sit down and play almost every one of their songs from memory.
1: And gonna even say, if I, I don't, when you come I could visit, figure it
0: out in about three minutes.
1: If you come visit, why by far, I would say probably is his favorite band, man. Most oh, in, I, most influential in his play, also. Yeah, I mean, dude, Deftones is on literally every day here. Uh, I was. He has all the vinyl, dude. Yeah, and just like you, he could sit down and play any of their albums. He could play any of it, either lead guitar, bass guitar, vocals, yeah. any of it. Right now, he could walk out yeah. of here right now and just. You guys could walk in here together, and just put on a show. Oh, yeah. And that's... that's, I plan on doing that. Mark's supposed to be coming visit soon, so that has got to happen, dude. I I actually
0: thought of that the other day. I thought, when I go visit you guys, I was like, Wyatt and I are going to have to sit down out there in the bar on the stage, and I'm going to want to play some Chevelle songs with them, and I'm going to want to play every single one of our favorite Deftone songs. Because it's just... It's so like when you can do that with somebody else who loves the same music as much as you do, it's so much fun. I could play like Mario summer gonna with get him a lot for like, of sleep,
1: hours. I don't think.
0: No, I'm not. I don't expect to <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you're here. Especially gonna... because we well, you know like when you get out here, if the people can see the setup out here for like your house. Yeah. You know, where you have a race stage with full on lighting, <laughs> fog machine, laser strobe lights, black lights over the whole room. I mean, we even got a pin spot that runs on a controller, yeah, like it's this is like this is how I guess the way I did it was I made it how I wished I would have like my parents support me if I was into music when I was a kid, yeah, that's how I did you know with with my son, so yeah, man he's this is a pretty pretty uh sweet setup, so like, and the other thing is everything's all hooked up, pedal board, everything you just walk out here, hit a switch. You don't got to set up anything. It's already ready to go. Yeah. So it's like, a matter of fact, just last night, I was thinking how thankful I am because uh, Jazz and I were sitting out here. It was like 2 in the morning. I really wasn't feeling good. My son calls from the house. He goes, hey, you mind if I come out and play? And I was like, no, man. Hell, yeah, come out. <laughs> and uh, so he came out and brought, I think it was a Ray Ray 4, and uh, he brought his uh, fretless. He has mm-hmm. a fretless six-string. Yeah. And uh so you know he's playing primus and all that different stuff too but uh and here he is like just and he starts playing music I'd never heard him play before like I said he yeah. was, he put on like the very first slipknot album. And dude it's hard, right? I mean difficult too. And he's just tearing this shit up and I was like <laughs> what who gets this? Like I have like <laughs> this place where like at any moment, you know, someone can just walk in here and it's like I get a live rock show. Yeah. But like for real, if you if I videotaped him and put it it it, it that's what it is, man. It's insane. Yeah. And yeah, so it is. we put we have a really good sound system out here too. So it's like if he's playing uh like with him, it yeah. fills the entire room. And because of where we live, it can be so loud and nobody ever complains. So it's like I was sitting out here and I told my wife I was like, I'm so happy. This is a great parenting moment. I told my son to I said this was a great parenting moment. It's like when you give back because I got to enjoy him enjoying his talents, enjoying his music, enjoying the same music, which is weird because, you know, usually the father-son don't meet. Yeah. You know, but it was weird because I never really, like, instructed my kid on, like, you need to listen to this or that or anything like that. Yeah. He just happened to end up liking the same genres of music that I enjoy. And we even cross over too, cause I listen to a lot of rap too. And and my son even listens to some of that too, because there's a lot of things crossing over now. Like Denzel Curry and different things like that. Yeah. He even likes silicone, which is <laughs> crazy. But uh and I like really, really odd stuff sometimes. Like oh, there's this, I I love really this guy odd Fat stuff Nick. Too. There's a, a, another guy out of Canada Canada named Mercules. Oh. <laughs> like these and they're all it's funny, they're always just big fat dudes. But uh fat dudes uh they they got they can hold it down in the music industry, man. It's like that. There's not just that guy from the blues travels either. With the the yeah. harmonicas. Ooh man was that dude big. I used to see them shows, like see the video of him playing and be like, Oh god, he's gonna die right now. <laughs> like he he is destined to die on stage. The other guy is the uh, you ever <laughs> see the guy from uh, the Texas Hippie Coalition? Yeah, that big guy with the, yep. the God from the South, man. You, yeah. That's the thing. South has got so much good music, though, man. It you, does. You guys, I'm so jealous. Like we, we, got, we do. What do we get? Kid Rock, Madonna.
0: Yeah, jeez. Ah, <laughs> I mean now the the guy I mentioned earlier that I toured with, Gallery Cat. His name is Angelo. He's from Dallas, and he's a big dude. Like Angelo, I love you, but. That picture I have of you in a wetsuit on the beach is one of the funniest things I have. <laughs> he's on the beach in a wetsuit playing a guitar. It's awesome. But he's he's so good. He's so talented. And he's just a hilarious person. When we released the first five episodes, he was one of the first people I sent a link to. I was like, he's going to love this. And he does hip-hop. So it's, it's awesome. Oh, Really? Yeah, I'll yeah, like, have to send you a link. He's
1: yeah, why it was actually the other night was he was <laughs> he goes, Hey dad and he like starts playing this really like uh, it was like a funkadelic sounding, you know, like yeah. like it almost sounded like a like the deaf tones play porn. <laughs> <laughs> and then I even said to him, uh their music is already that I, way, I like, like lyrically him, I said, <laughs> said Why uh is that is that a tone porn track? Yeah. And he goes, oh, you know what's weird? And he plays it back to himself, and he goes, that just sort of sounds like a Deftones. <laughs> it's like,
0: that's so funny.
1: But yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that I've always really enjoyed was coming from a family of music. I personally don't uh, have any <laughs> talent. I like listening. But I you know, I can't really say. I don't I've I mean I've played a little bit of bass, but you know, yeah. not not anything worth mentioning, really. What you is know?
0: that crawling on your pop filter?
1: You can see that. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to ignore it. It's on the other side of the pop filter from where I'm at. I it looks like it could be a wasp or a I'm sp-
0: asking the blind guy <laughs> what he can see and you can't. It's green, so I don't think it's a wasp. Some big bug.
1: You know, we're just going to pretend that we're friends and he's on that side. <laughs> I'm not going to kill you if you don't kill me. How about that, bud? <laughs> that, but if you think deal. about coming on the other side of this pop filter, I'm just letting you know you are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm calm right now because you're on that side, but you get on this side, that's fight or flight, and I'm, I'm not running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny you could see that because I was just staring at it going like,
0: hmm. Well, I saw you go cross-eyed. I was like, why is Juan cross-eyed? And then I saw it crawling around. I was like, oh, okay, that's a pretty big bug. How did he? Oh, I'm sorry. I saw Juan go cross-eyed.
1: See but when you say it like that, I sound like I'm already at the salsa place with my hand on a waist. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Hello. Remember I can't remember my but name's... Hang
0: already asked me not to bring you salsa dancing, although now I have to. If you ever like... come visit, we're going salsa dancing I'll and be... everybody I know here
1: is coming and we're taking you. <laughs> Cause that's just gonna be way too entertaining and I won't wear deodorant, then I can out-sweat and out-stink <laughs> them other ladies, and I'll make them feel like the normal ones. And they'll be like, oh, did you feel that guy's hands? He was so sweaty and stunk so bad. It's just inhuman.
0: <laughs> I actually, when we took that class, I had taken a video of the instructor and his like helper dancing, and sweaty hands girls in the video. I looked at it the other day, because I wanted to look at some of the moves they were doing. I was like, oh, hey, there's sweaty hands girl. So, yep, she's out there, somewhere in Houston.
1: Just waiting for you to shake her hand. <laughs> you know, you wonder sometimes, is there ever the possibility that you could achieve amount of notoriety where, like, for instance, there's, like, I've heard comedians talk about like joking about famous, and I can't remember which one it was, but it really sunk in with me it was like they were joking about how famous, like Bill Clinton was. Yeah. Cause like Monica Lewinsky, like, sucked his dick and then she became famous. Like, yeah. that's fame. When you got, <laughs> <laughs> when someone can just suck your dick and now they're famous. That, and that was their point in that bit, and I thought, has it really gotten that way into society where it's like you can have that kind of pull yeah. right somebody is just followed by so many people and people think there's so interesting, like the Kardashians or something that they can do this crazy shit and it's like it's okay
0: <laughs> nobody I th- to a certain extent that is true though, like stuff like that happens, and people are instantly famous and you know or infamous, well, either way, whichever like way you want to look
1: outside, at it. That cash me outside, chick.
0: yeah, yeah. I had,
1: I had not I, Listen, I'm old, so like I come on board with a lot of this stuff really late. Like, yeah. or my wife tries to like keep me updated on what's <laughs> the newest, whatever. And I was blown away, but I wasn't just blown away by the fact that like that caught on. Actually, as much as a bitch as people say, this girl is, she played this shit right. This she did. girl is now making millions of dollars. She's got other things and businesses and contracts yeah. now going on. We're like, she kind of turned it around and made something out of it. That, yeah. that to me is amazing.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity in certain... Okay, like my friend uh, Roger, did you ever see that video like five or six years ago where a dog attacked a boy on a bicycle and the cat came and saved him? It was, on, it was huge on YouTube. It went viral.
1: I probably didn't, but probably everyone else has. So go ahead. Yeah, it's got
0: millions and millions of views. I was on tour when it happened, and someone was like, "Here, check out this crazy video." And this little boy's riding his bike out. It's like a security camera on the front of their house, and the boy's riding his bike out in the driveway, and a dog comes around, sneaks upon him, grabs him by the leg, and starts like shaking him. And the the family's cat comes out and attacks the dog and chases the dog away. And my friend just posted, oh, you know, posted it to you know, YouTube, and it blew up. Now he's been, like, they've had, like, he's been on two different shows on Animal Planet. He's got, like, an LLC for it. I've met the cat. It's, like, one of the coolest cats ever. But, like, he really was smart about it. He was, he, like, cashed in on that. (laughs) He really did. took it and ran with it. Yeah, he took it and ran with it. It was really, and it wasn't even, like, even, like, three, four years later, they were on, like, another Animal Planet show. It was, like, a couple years later, a year or two ago. I don't remember exactly when, but... Now, I still have a picture of that, and I'm like, yeah, I know Tara the Hero Cat. Pretty cool video, too.
1: It is crazy that we live in a society now in a technology age where people can showcase their talents at will. Yeah. Like, the invention of YouTube, literally, there, there are technologies that are not that old, people, that, like, to someone like me, still blow me away. The impact of the internet could never be, you cannot understand the impact of the internet if you did not live prior to the internet. It yeah. is a completely different world. Yeah. This happened in my lifetime. I mean, as even an adult, I was an adult before this happened. So yeah. it was like, I did not grow up in a world where when I had a question, I could get the answer in two seconds. Yeah. It's bizarre to me how, like, everyone wants every bit of information instantly now like and they can get it now and yeah. so everything is like in, sped up right but also the advantages of those things are you can do things like a podcast yeah you can do things like start a youtube channel you can my son does streaming uh video gaming you know and it's going to set up a thing for that and has been you know collecting hours and hours and hours and hours of footage for a quite a long time and been adding a lot. So like you know, at some point he'll be able to launch and that's just like a ridiculous amount of archived footage. You know, so there's a lot of things that people can do for their enjoyment, for their entertainment, or even to make money, but they can really showcase or do what they really enjoy doing and actually get, you know, some feedback on that. You know, if yeah. if at this point this podcast we get of a little feedback a week, that's that's awesome. I just yeah. it's nice to know that somebody is listening. Somebody, yeah, you know. It's just interesting that that this day and age you can have a talent and have a way to actually put it out there. So it's it's good in that sense. But now it's like, man, the internet now is flooded with. I'm glad I'm not like a singer or something.
0: Oh yeah, because
1: a vocalist now, do you know what you have to be? To to stand out? Yeah. Well, well, first, pretty much all you probably got to do is sing without autotune. But (laughs) 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 they're like, holy shit, you can sing without that robot voice? (laughs) How do you do that? (laughs) I mean, I get it. I mean, I get it. A lot of the, like, really famous artists, they're just, these people were literally created. Because, yeah. like, every time I see a Disney star at, like, age eight and the little girl is, like, so pretty, I'm like, mm, well, that's going to be the next whore. Yeah. Ah, we had about 10 years. She's going to jump off that Disney banging wagon and, you know, be humping a car in a concert. And that and it yep. literally happens over and over and over again. Yeah. Okay. Like, these little girl heroes turn out to be whores and then they're like, I don't understand why my daughter's a stripper. <laughs> Did you what ask I, Hannah Montana? Did you ask her? <laughs> yeah. All right, it started right there. She used to be in an. I remember the first time I saw a picture of Hannah Montana was some yeah. big poster I saw in uh, Walmart, right? Yeah. Wholesome Walmart, and it was just a picture of this pretty girl with long legs, and I was like, "Oh, who the fuck? Who's Hannah Montana?" I didn't know she was on a show. I just you know saw it, yeah. and then so that was my my vision of what I later found out what was Miley Cyrus, right? Yeah. And so then all that, and I was just like, oh, my goodness. Wow, she went down the toilet bowl. <laughs>
0: her music's not even that good, but it's commercialized, and everyone eats it up.
1: I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what she's singing about. Don't even care.
0: <laughs> I'm not a huge fan.
1: I, I'm, don't no, like I, I actually only all. said that just to piss my wife out, because she can't stand her.
0: <laughs> I can't stand
1: her music. No, no, she's she just she does though kind of come across as just not really like a good person, really, you know. Yeah. But how could you be though? That's your life. You grew up in that garbage. How, how are you going yeah. to be a normal person? You're not going to be a normal person. What is normal anyway? Yeah. But now, like I've said, you know, it's like I have, I have friends who have, you know, like had a video or something, and then it, you know it catches on like a, many years ago you remember this i had a video that i put up on uh america's funniest home video oh yeah cuz back then that was kind of like the only way you really that got was, your shit yeah, seen right that was
0: actually still a show and youtube was there but it was wasn't even really used like it was just it, yeah, informational stuff right, and it was a few comedy channels
1: it was prior to it having the pull it does now Right? Yeah. That I mean back in the day that's why that show is not cuz it's like that's every yeah. day on YouTube now. But yeah. at, there was a time when that was it. And I sent this video in and within less than 2 weeks it was on the show. Yeah. Like these people don't play. They send you a stack of documents like a foot thick. And you <laughs> sign off on that thing for life. Like you're you you do not own those videos anymore. Like the minute no. you send them in. But it was cool and I thought, "Man, that's really neat. Like these people get like uh, your cousins are in it, right? Yeah, and like they-
0: Luke and I, my brother and I, and then my cousins are in it too. Yeah, you guys are in the video. Yeah, because <laughs> my uncle of- had built a redneck water slide down the side of a hill. He like dug a trench, dug a big pool down at the bottom, like big. We're talking like a hundred feet down this hill, and then he had put tarps in the trench, and so we would like you know slide down the hill. And my
1: cousin got in there. Okay, let's let's flying let's, down the hill. Hold on, wait. These okay. were there were there were tarps around it and over it. Yeah, but what you were sliding down was about hundred and fifty or hundred and sixty foot of linoleum. Oh yeah, that's what it was. I forgot because so, it was super slippery. And any spot that's dry, you're about to burn your leg off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, I'm telling you. So. The, I go out to California. They and this thing, people are like, dude. Next, don't play. They had like heavy equipment. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> this thing, this was no like regular backyard. This thing was trenched in. Yeah. And I mean, it must have took days to make this thing. And the splash oh, yeah. pool was not like those ones you see on like America's Funniest Home Videos. Normally, where it, it's this little splash pool and the person flies over it. This yeah. was a
0: big. It was a big, big twenty
1: foot across by twenty foot deep hole, but yeah. in the video <laughs> one of the cousins uh, managed to go down there so fast, still skimmed across the entire 20 foot, <laughs> up over a bank, because you know, it had built up where they dug it out, yeah. launched her ass over this thing and covered in mud. Just face planted in the mud. Face planted in the <laughs> shit. And I happened to catch the whole thing on video, and I honestly have not laughed that hard. <laughs> and I thought, holy shit, I'm sending this in, you know, but you're not thinking it's going to actually get on the show. Yeah. And then, like, not even 48 hours later, I got a call. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're using that. <laughs> and then it sucked to us. I didn't know there was like an honorable mention category, so it wasn't even up for money. I was so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> because the ones that like won during the episode, I'm sorry, man, it wasn't as funny.
0: No, the one that won was like a dog climbing over a fence, and I'm like, that's not really all that funny. Like, it's a clever dog, and that's cool, but how's that funny?
1: Not as funny as seeing a chick scoot across a <laughs> twenty foot of water up over a mud slide, and <laughs> standing there shaking her hands off, tears running down her face. But no, hey, don't, don't get me wrong, people. She loved it later, man. She had like the T-shirt, yeah. yeah, right. Like she got famous like for a minute, like yeah. So that was pretty cool. It was
0: cool, but, but yeah, that's the, the
1: world we live in now, like where that was really difficult to do back then, and I felt really proud of that, like now I can just put up my own shit like on yeah, YouTube tomorrow, yeah you,
0: just, yeah, you could do it anytime you want. you could do it from your phone, yeah, you can record it and post it instantly.
1: It is crazy that like, other than like for this podcast, I wouldn't even use a laptop because my phone does everything, yeah. My son is, yeah. like, only 19, and he got frustrated because I got a new computer, and he's like, well, where's the disk drive? <laughs> don't I'm, have them anymore. I'm like, well, Grandpa, most people don't use disk drives anymore. <laughs> he's like, I like hard copies. Like My son, like, <laughs> my son's so old school. He collects vinyl. He has the most extensive new metal CD collection you could possibly imagine.
0: I cannot wait to it check that is, out. I am gonna dig through that whole thing. His
1: his new metal C D collection is like probably close to six hundred deep.
0: Oh, that sounds awesome.
1: And there is some really he has some really rare stuff. And his yeah. he also collects like uh those like black label uh PS uh, Playstation games has like mm-hmm. and has some very, very rare game. He's a collector, but and you know, and a player you know, a game or two, but like Man, it's, it's amazing that entertainment is still such a heavy part of our society and a heavy right. money-making part of our society and yeah. it's such, a, such an influential part. And it's just weird to me that in such a serious age, entertainment is still, like, number one, man.
0: Because yeah. people,
1: maybe because the world is so stressful, so scary, so involving, grossing, and exhausting that everybody wants to find that out. Whether it's in their music, in a podcast, you know, yeah. in, in something that they enjoy doing that they want to put out there. Because, yeah, let's face it, man, there's a lot of dark around. So, you know, find something. Yeah, some- no,
0: that's true. Like, that's like with music or television or movies or whatever. Like, I mean, I haven't met anybody. Anytime time recently who doesn't have a favorite TV show or a musical artist or a podcast or whatever and you can ask them like you know when do you listen to like I've asked Several people recently, I'm like, when do you listen to podcasts? Would you be willing to listen to mine and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Most of them, it's, oh, well, I'll listen to it when I'm bored on my commute. And, I you know, so many people I know that if they have a commute, they'll listen to stuff on their commute. And what happens when you get home after a long day of work? What do a lot of people do? Oh, I'm going to get something to eat and I'm going to watch something for an hour or two to, like, unwind, you know? And it just, you know, depends on your taste or whatever.
1: Yeah, I just... I uh, I do listen to our podcast like after you edit them, yeah. And then I I, I usually cringe because I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I
0: thought
1: he was thought he wasn't gonna let me slide. I thought he was gonna have my back on that one, but I guess not. Hey,
0: so everybody, just imagine what I have cut out
1: because <laughs> I've cut out stuff. <laughs> Oh, believe me. Yeah, yes. uh, (laughs) There was a couple playbacks where I did remember some shit I said, and I was like, please, please. And all of a sudden, there was like the slightest chance. Like, oh, thank God he edited that (laughs) (laughs) I don't want this to become a true kind podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And episode 10, Juan goes missing. <laughs> right. He was murdered somewhere between episode 9 and 10. We can't quite.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be a subject of small-town murders <laughs> podcast because I live in a small town, and so do you. <laughs> James and Jimmy, if you're listening, maybe one day you'll talk about us.
1: Wouldn't that be some bullshit? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> to, to still winning. <laughs> no, that's great. I, I I do think it's really interesting, though, that, you know, getting into this and seeing, like, what people listen to podcasts for. Yeah. Because I always thought it was just, like, people listening to, like, informational news things, you know, kind of like. NPR. Yeah. 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 I would love to do one of those voices, those guys. They always have such great voices. I just can't do no, it. No, they
0: don't. They sound bored out of their minds.
1: Okay, yeah. They do sound a little <laughs> sedated. But they always sound really educated. You know, Dr. Force from the Academy. You know, like, oh, yeah. you know, but I don't know.
0: I always got in the, my brother's work truck a couple of years ago. Maybe it was like a year or so ago.
1: And we were going to go get
0: some lunch. And he's like, I just recently got into NPR. And I just like stopped and looked at him. I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, why? You can find something else to listen to. And he's like, no, no, listen to this. It's really interesting. And I don't even remember what it was because it was so boring. I was like, maybe some other times it's interesting. I was like, I know I actually have friends and family who do listen to it. But I was like, I just can't. Like, I'm going to listen to something funny. I'm going to listen to something that it's just not my thing. <laughs>
1: I don't know why he's listening to that though. Why is that? He's married and kids got kids and he drives a caravan. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That that's a wrap. <laughs> that is a wrap. You, you get that you, you you get that far in where you're driving the caravan voluntarily, like you chose it, <laughs> and it it wasn't the leftover rental car that Pat couldn't you know I had to sell it for him. <laughs> You left your balls, your identity, all free thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that shit. (laughs) I'm here just to make these kids the best memory of my existence ever. (laughs) And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. No, There's nothing wrong with that. I I applaud the parents that will throw away their entire existence for their children. You know, when, when you will just go right down that highway in a caravan with your head held high. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a Salmon Dad shirt <laughs> And a pair of slacks I'm And a pair gonna of I'm going to bring Birken my Stocks. Salmon Dad
0: shirt and slacks To Michigan with me <laughs> Just You are, uh,
1: <laughs> In certain ways Yeah you've made it You know what I mean You have yeah. made it to be in exactly what your wife wants you to be that, That's what you're doing. <laughs> See my wife. My wife's never getting that. But here's the thing: she wouldn't want that though. Yeah. You know, if if I was like, not me, like my wife would be so bored. Yeah. You know, she likes having someone to yell at. Yeah. She only really oh. has to really look for a reason. She can just walk Check. in and start yelling. <laughs> And I'll instantly get defensive. I don't even know what I'm I'm defensive about. (laughs) What do you mean you're coming here yelling at me? I'm trying to to do this podcast. Like the fact she hasn't interrupted me yet, I'm starting to get nervous. (laughs) You're wondering what's wrong? I'm just wondering, is there like a small hole in the wall where the barrel of the gun's going to be poking through? (laughs) (laughs) It's possible. It's very possible. (laughs)
0: Speaking of the salmon dad shirt, a couple weeks ago I wore it again because it was hot and it's one of the like it's one of the shirts that I don't feel super sweaty in. So Jasmine and I went somewhere. And <laughs> later on that day, Hang sent a message and was like, Hey, I noticed you and Mark. <laughs> We're wearing the same colors You two like tried to match it. that is so cute and She looked at me and she goes Oh my gosh we're both wearing pink and I immediately was just like Don't I didn't mean to do that <laughs> We both dressed the same color and matched And didn't even try to
1: I was like well at least we think the same Yeah that's really gross man because <laughs> and <laughs> and so anytime, no, right, anytime I, I come out I And my wife this. and I are like We start to look like each other <laughs> yeah. I go right back in and change. I I didn't even notice. Hang had to point it out. (laughs) It's like, oh, man. Oh, because that's like like, one of her best friends, right?
0: Yeah. And Hang felt we did it on purpose.
1: (laughs) I was like, no. (laughs) If I would have known
0: that, I would have, I had a black shirt. I would have busted out that black shirt and worn that, even though it would have made me all hot and sweaty.
1: Well, she's Vietnamese, right? Yeah. Yeah, she was calculating that from the beginning.
0: <laughs> she's Vietnamese from Louisiana. I didn't realize until recently that there's like a that large exists? population of Vietnamese that people in Louisiana. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She's, and she, you can tell she's from Louisiana because she puts hot sauce and like hot peppers on everything. And I was like, meh, yeah, I can tell. Like, do you have any hot sauce? Do you have any hot sauce? Do you have any hot sauce? Do you have any jalapenos? Only <laughs> noodle.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. So they probably no. See, I don't. I don't know. I I can't. I can't even be racist against Asians because I don't know enough about Asians to be racist. Like I I don't know if they. All you do is just repeat everything Hang has already said. Well, I mean, here's the thing. It's like you can't make a rice comment. I don't know. Do Vietnamese eat rice? Yeah. Okay, mostly?
0: <laughs> they eat rice a lot.
1: Okay, but well, what about noodles? Yeah, they eat a lot of noodles. Okay. So it was a decent guess. Yeah. But but Well, guess. here's the thing, though, because there's there actually is a lot of diversity in Asian food. There's tons. Like, people just think it's just those things. It's not. Yeah. Like, no. No, that's why their food's good, <laughs> because they, they use a lot of uh, really strong seasonings, peppers, and yeah. things. So, yeah. I, I just... I can't uh I can't I can't I can't uh I can't hate on Asian culture man just can't
0: Asian soups are the best cuz you have like Vietnamese food you have pho. in Thai food you have tom kha gai in Chinese food you have like hot like egg drop soup or hot and sour soup in <sighs> Japanese food you have miso or you have ramen oh my gosh it's all just so phenomenal I could eat Asian soup every day because there's always a, you can get something different every day. Yeah, as oh, as
1: general yeah. like what people would consider like American cuisine. Yeah, we don't really have cuisine. Our food is just like bland and
0: it's just brown. It's all. It's it just really got is. a lot of meat and cheese in it. <laughs> yeah, it's just brown and it'll clog your heart.
1: But it doesn't have a lot of the flavors that other you know other cultures have. No, like speaking cur- of which, like curry. You oh know, yeah. Man, people were like, oh, it smells... Man, you haven't ate that then, because that's like... (laughs) It's so good. There's hardly an off button for me when it comes to that stuff. I
0: remember when we went to the Thai place there in Romeo. Oh,
1: Golden Buddha.
0: (laughs) Yep. I remember when we went there, and you just tore into it, and uh, JC had the giant bowl of the soup, and he ate the whole thing. I I was like, that thing is huge.
1: Oh, man. I love the owner there. She's so cool. Cause like it's Thai, right? Mm-hmm. And it's pretty it's a pretty kind of famous Thai place around, even though we're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And they have like a version of hot for white people. Yeah. And, and then they have then they have, have their, a, real, they have version their real version of hot. <laughs> yeah. And I used to eat I used to eat it really hot. And so I would ask for their version and the first one or two times I asked her, she's like, are you sure? You know, I was like, yeah. Was yeah.
0: Like,
1: and then after that, man, she just loved it. She'd see me come in and she's like, ooh, she get all excited because she knows I was about to make it dark, like hot, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but her whole family works there, her daughter, everybody. It's Heck so yeah. good, though. Good grief. It's a good thing that I don't – that it's not on my regular commute. It's just outside of town because <laughs> – yeah. I'd probably have, like, my own booth in there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's a Thai place here in Houston. They have, like, three locations. It's the best Thai food I've ever had. I don't know what they do differently, but it's so good. And uh, when you go there, you can ask it for Thai Hot. I've got it Thai Hot before. And it's delicious. It's so good, but it literally kept me up all night because I could feel it just burning (laughs) its way through my digestive system. (laughs) So the only reason I don't get it that hot anymore is because, like, I can't spend eight hours just waiting to poop.
1: (laughs) The reason I don't eat hot anymore is because now I'm surrounded by a bunch of white children. (laughs) And uh, everything seems spicy to them. So now I had to dull all my cooking way down. You know, I used to make chili that would, like, peel the paint off the walls. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like, I, you know, nobody will eat it, and I made 10 gallons of it. You know I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Eating, like, you know, chili every day for a month just burning my ass. <laughs> but, so that's why, you know, I don't get the luxury now of doing so that. When, and my so jazz, being half Mexican, doesn't eat spicy food. Oh, my goodness. So.
0: When a... When I come there and she, they all want me to make my salsa. Your kids ain't going to touch that cuz that stuff is not mild. Sounds like the perfect recipe to me. <laughs> I don't even know if Jasmine laid it and she's been asking for it.
1: Oh, uh, well she had Joel's version of one of your salsas.
0: That still should be fairly spicy. Oh uh, well not well, like not like killer, but it still should be have like a good amount of heat to it.
1: I don't know what you put in it, man, but I've seen women just lose their shit in that salsa bowl like it's interesting to watch because it's like <laughs> you realize at this point this person has lost all contact outside of that bowl yeah. they don't that have happens. any conduct or concern about what anyone is thinking about what they're doing because you can yep. see just slurping that shit up just dripping it right back in don't even care because they have no intention <laughs> to sharing that shit no. that bowl whatever, however big it is in front of them That's theirs now. Like, people get greedy over that stuff.
0: Yeah. Remember in, like, what was it, episode three, where you said I was hitting my demographic by making the salsa? I made my salsa. I made two different versions. I have, like, four different versions of salsa. I made two of them for Jasmine. And each time I left a big mason jar at her house. And most of the time when I go back over there, There's, like, an empty bowl of salsa on her, like, coffee table. And she's like, guess what I had last night? I'm Like, a bowl of salsa? (laughs) She just tears through that stuff, too.
1: Well, who wouldn't?
0: Oh, I do. When I make it, I have a couple things in the fridge, and that's what I had for dinner tonight.
1: I'm trying to think. Did I eat today?
0: (laughs) Well, you just woke up, like, two hours ago, so probably not.
1: Yeah, man. It was one of those weird days. It's like, you know... I have fibromyalgia, so there are days that aren't good, and it was one of those. And I was like, "I'll just sleep this shit off," you know. But uh, it worked sorta, except now my sleep schedule is gonna be screwed.
0: (laughs) Now you're gonna be up all night and so messed up tomorrow.
1: Well, you know, here's the thing, and I don't like being uh, like I don't like off hours. I'm generally an early morning person. I like to get stuff done early. Yeah. Like, if I'm going a slack, which I, is usually my plan at some point during the day, <laughs> I want to make sure I can do that kind of guilt-free, though. Yeah. I, I don't want to, like, have days where I just, any day that I don't, like, do stuff I joke about it, but, like, if I really didn't do anything all day, I would be like, shit. Because <laughs> uh, I only got, like, eight, nine days left, and I don't really want to have any of them <laughs> with nothing on the slate. So that's for me today. I was like, "Well, I might be hurting, but at least I can do that podcast." That, you know, but you know what helps? Because no, uh, sure right now I'm not really feeling it. Yeah. Because you get, you know, again, like you get hyper focused on what you're doing, kind of like they do with their salsa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just get mesmerized by it, and then forget, you know, that it's dripping down their face and on their shirt.
1: <laughs> Oh yeah (laughs) The best part is If it's not too loud You can actually hear them eating it (laughs) It's just like It's like Have some dignity
0: (laughs) That's when you just have to say You sound
1: like me (laughs) You get all jealous it's like y'all going always making fun of her when I ate like that. Everyone's up my ass. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're gonna have to think about uh, if you want me to make anything else because I can just go on like a cooking marathon and just like you know really blow honestly, mind.
1: when you come here to visit, I really don't want you to do work.
0: That's I- not work. I love
1: cooking. Okay, well, you said that, but what I mean is, I just, I really want you to be able to just enjoy your time when you come, because um, that's the best part. Is like, yeah, we want to come, we want to do, we want to do a podcast when you visit.
0: Yeah, but I'm going to bring my mic and stuff. Yeah,
1: but I also want to, uh, you know, do what we do best, which is just be really good friends.
0: Oh yeah, and uh,
1: spend time together.
0: That's my full intention.
1: But I also have the idea. I have uh, my. I have uh, a lot of video surveillance out here. Mm-hmm. I actually run eight eight cameras. And so, uh, are you
0: keeping an eye out for Seahawk?
1: If he ever sets foot in here, I'll see him. <laughs> uh, I literally, because like, well, we would have sometimes, you know, thirty people out here. Yeah. You know, and it's not that I don't trust people. But I know that if you have a very obvious amount of cameras, nothing disappears. People can leave their yeah. purses sitting down in here. Anything, and nobody takes them because I literally have cameras over the tables. Like I, we have a table that we would play. You um, got
0: DVRs too.
1: Yeah, and we also have infrareds that can see in the dark and everything. Mm-hmm. So the cool thing was when we play cards or like with the slots. Uh, when, I, when I first ran the slots, <laughs> I don't know if I can get in trouble for this, but I pretty much ran my own casino. <laughs> this
0: sounds like a real just like
1: white trash paradise. <laughs> dude <laughs> High tech white trash paradise. Dude, I, hundreds a day. Hundreds of dollars a day off those slots. <laughs> and there was, it was only a few people. Yeah. Like, but if they, if they hit a jackpot, yeah. They get that money. Yeah. And people were playing, it was like three, four weeks in, and then I discovered you you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to my sister doing some research. Of course Pet had to ruin it. She's like, you know, it's illegal to run your own casino. <laughs> I'm like, is it though? What if I personally know all the people who are She's like no it doesn't work that way. So now yeah. I have four, <laughs> I have four Bally slot machines in here, IGT slots, whatever, that are so new, they're still in the casinos. Yeah. And they print out the tickets and everything. So I, I, <laughs> let's just say, I can't sell them through normal channels. <laughs> now, I apparently acquired these illegally, did not realize it. <laughs> Now i got half a casino full of machines I'm not supposed to have. Because <laughs> uh, this, is, this is how new they are. I had this one diamond machine, and my mother-in-law loves casinos. She goes to casino all the time. Well, when she goes to casino, she always plays the same game. Yeah. It's that game.
0: I literally gave her
1: for So you're her just cleaning out
0: your mother-in-law.
1: Yeah, for her birthday. <laughs> no, no, actually for her birthday, I ended up giving her one of my slots. Oh, so she ended up getting, she ended up getting one, and uh, so yeah, but yeah, that's what happened with those. So I did that for a while. (laughs) Okay, drive careful. Don't hit any deer. I'm not gonna hit any deer. Okay, and if you get in trouble, don't call me for bond money. (laughs) Bond money. Uh, (laughs) She is not happy today. No, no, she's fine. (laughs) As long as she don't get in trouble. Don't touch your nachos. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I should have had her get me nachos. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a bitch! I lost my chance. (laughs) (laughs) I was right there. Yep. That sucks though. Like you might have a Taco Bell near you that's convenient. Mine Mm -hmm. isn't that close, but it's kind of the only thing. So, man, it's like I love all seven of their ingredients, but I can only have them in so many different patterns. You know, and so it's like I go up there, I still don't know what to order. I mean, it's Taco Bell, and I'm like, I'd like something beefy and cheesy. (laughs) I'm like, Can you help me? I'm like, I'm kind of having a hard time reading the menu, but don't worry, I'm not gonna run into your building or anything. And she's like, well, how about the cheesy, steaky, whatever it is, whatever it is. I'm like, <laughs> cheesy steaky? Cheesy steaky sounds good. All right, give me two of those cheesy, steaky things. You know, and, that, and that's how I learned at Taco Bell. <laughs> Come on, man. They always got some stupid name for the same shit. They do. They're it's like, the no, same no, it's thing a, on just, a different form. They're like, it's a, uh, a Mexican pizza or, a, or like... <laughs> I have never seen a Mexican eat a pizza like that. Don't call that a Mexican. <laughs> Show me one Mexican pizza that looks like that. And then, yeah. Or they always just make up. If they can't even come up with a name that's real, they just make some bullshit one up. Like, who came up with the term chalupa? Yeah. Is that Somebody real? Somebody in marketing. There, is a chalupa like an old food they made back in the old country? I don't think I so. I don't think so. Taco Bell, (laughs) you're just making up stuff that sounds old. I remember back in the old country when my grandmama made chalupas. Oh, they were so delicious back then. Like, I've never heard that. So I'm not going to give them respect. So I just call it a cheesy, beefy thing.
0: (laughs) Cheesy, beefy (laughs)
1: Oh, when I'm really feeling like indecisive, because look, dude, it's Taco Bell. Do I really give a fuck what I order? So no, I just, I just go for the box. <laughs> I go for whatever you know, whatever the latest, the yeah. Doritos Locos or the Nachos or all I know is it comes with the drink too. It's a no brainer, and I'm, yeah. I'm five dollars and thirty six thirty five cents out. That's yep. all I know, and it's cheap enough. So, yep. but I order two of them because I'm thirsty. <laughs> 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 I'm like, well, if I'm going to get another pop, I might as well just <laughs> so throw might as well it as- get
0: the second box, too. Well,
1: but you know why? Because that first one's a fucking decoy. Because one of these <laughs> assholes is going to steal it. <laughs> yeah. Then I whip out my secret nacho. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Come to daddy. Well oh, nobody's opened you yet. No, they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I I feel like a lot of parents Would deal with that shit Or if you have Like See that's great When you're dating The, the cute petite girl That just eats a little bit When you yeah. get the wife That's just like She wants her half <laughs> like she wants her half and takes three quarters. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's one bit that Kevin Hart did. I like to give the comedians props when, they, when something pops in my head because a lot of it is ingenious. He did a bit yeah. where he was talking about going into the store, and they just went into the store and said, hey, are you thirsty? you want to get some juice? She's like, no, I don't want any juice. And then he goes out, and they literally get in a fight over her trying to take a sip of his, of his orange juice or apple juice <laughs> because, <food. laughs> like, that is some shit that would go down in my house. Like, well, oh, yeah. Absolutely. That scene in Barbershop where the girl comes in and is like, who drank my apple juice? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that literally sounds like Jasmine. <laughs> and she would go apeshit just like that. That is not made up. That is a real person. I know her. I'm married to her. <laughs> you better not drink my apple juice. Like that, I hear it. Oh, just, so, yeah, so it was not too long ago and we stopped at the gas station on the way back from town. I was like, Jasmine, I'm like, I'm going to go in and get something to drink. I'm like, Yeah. do you want anything? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, get your ass out of the car. <laughs> go get it. Look, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not a Skycap. I didn't come here. To, I'm not, not going to come in here and just deliver it to the car. You can get out and get it. She's like, okay, fine. Goes in, mills around for a little bit, grabs some chips or something, comes back out. And I got like a diet Pepsi the size of a bucket, you know, a monster. And then, like, I bought, like, a water just to make it look like I gave a shit, right? Because <laughs> I drink a lot on Thursday. I drink all the time. So, because I'm blind. So, <laughs> <laughs> I got my drinks. I got my shit. I set it down. I'm in the truck. And then she leans over and starts feeling the tops of my drinks, like, Charlie, just going to pick one. Yeah. I was like, bitch, we were just in a store. You could have got... <laughs> Anything. She's like, Well, I just figured since you got three. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I'm just like, Listen, I love you, honey, but I didn't ask you to think. I asked you, were you thirsty? And if the answer was yes, you should have got yourself your own drink. <laughs> Stop stealing my shit. I Oh, and here's the worst. I'm really big about it being cold. So it's like when you crack that shit and you hear that, and you're just, oh, you're ready. And then something distracts me. I got to start the car. So the minute yeah. I turn the key, I look and see her picking up the pop that I just, I haven't even put it to my mouth yet. Yeah, and then you look at me like, and you're drinking it. (laughs) How am I the bad guy? (laughs) (laughs) Like you hear Juan murdered his wife over a time (laughs) Everyone's like, "No, I saw that shit coming." But yeah, I mean, it's like, but that point was is like, don't be. Listen, I, I get it. You're trying to be a girl and all that, but just get your own shit. It's fine. If if this relationship is going to work, I'm going to see you taking a shit eventually. So just
0: <laughs>
1: get your own pop, your own drinks. All right, don't sip on ours. All right? Like, is that is that whipped cream? Yeah, it's my whipped cream. Oh, don't even touch the cherry. Are you shitting me right now? Like, like Because women will cross lines that we wouldn't cross. Would you even think about doing some shit like that as a guy? Oh, no. If you see a girl with a damn shake with whipped cream and a cherry on top, would you ever, guys, think about leaning over and going, oh, and just taking that cherry off, popping it in your mouth? No. Hell no. We all know that's a damn death sentence. Yeah.
0: Dude, okay. They do it like
1: it's like no big deal.
0: (laughs) They do. My Jasmine, her favorite snack is like popcorn. And she eats like little bite-sized meals and everything, but when it comes to popcorn, she will just pack away the popcorn. So I've learned when I go visit, take popcorn because then that way she'll have something that she really likes. We first time we went <laughs> to a movie, she got this giant thing of popcorn. Oh yeah, <laughs> she was like, "Oh hey, I want to put some butter on this." I was say, "Did you put the
1: butter <laughs> on it?"
0: She went over there, got to the butter machine, and just, like, held down the button and was just, like, filling it up. <laughs> Finally, I was, like, it had, she had put so much butter on there. I was, like, are you waiting for it all to float first before you stop putting butter on there? And she's, like, oh, no, but I want it really buttery. There was so much butter. We, like, took napkins into the theater with us. I couldn't get all the butter off my hands with the napkins. But it was, I mean, it was delicious. But... She she was aggressive with that butter. Sounds <laughs> like you're ready the, to go salsa dancing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who's butters? <laughs> I have never seen anybody eat popcorn like she eats popcorn. Like, I think that would probably be better than flowers. We we you, a, we actually popcorn.
1: do uh, eat a lot of popcorn here, and my mom has like the grandma <laughs> recipe. Which mm-hmm. pretty much will kill you because it's got oh. so much salt and butter
0: in it. <laughs> it's, it's either a stroke, a heart attack, or high blood pressure in a bottle or a box, right?
1: Or in a big giant bowl. <laughs> like we have a couple actual designated like popcorn bowls. Popcorn
0: bowls.
1: Yeah, and yeah, because I mean, there's that many people. You're popping like, you know, vats oh. of... It. I actually have a... Oh, I just remembered. I, I got a popcorn machine.
0: Of course you do. Down. You have
1: every weird thing no, you can No, I just you know, I forgot I had it. It's downstairs. And I haven't even used it yet. It's one of those, like, you know, like, the it has that thing in the center of the oil, and it pops yep. inside the machine. Yeah. And then like that. Yeah. Someone got it for me, because they know I like weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine buying a gift for me would be kind of sucky, because like, what are you going to get? <laughs>
0: If there was anything I could have, it would be one of those like salt. Uh, I, I love soft pretzels. <clears throat> Something to make soft pretzels and one of those little display cases that they spin around in. Ooh. I would love one of those. I could eat soft pretzels ten, ten, fifteen a day.
1: I want one of those uh, the grills they have at the gas station. <laughs> the <laughs> the rolling heater ones where you put like yeah, tequila. rolling hot dogs. <laughs> Dude, I would have that out here in the man cave, just stocked. it it would be it would be so bad no i better not do that
0: or like the little like because seriously
1: yeah because i'm no joke i would literally go get one of those like that's not even an exaggeration i'll be i'll be on craigslist looking for a gas station going out of business how much for your dog machine man come on man hook me up Cause I bought some weird shit out here. <laughs> my, when my brother stopped by the other day, he's like, "Man, it's like, cause my Red Bull fridge, it's yeah. not, it's not one of the little mini ones. It's the yeah. full size, true cooler, Red Bull fridge." That's why like, like your
0: power bill is so high. You got all those fridges.
1: Yeah, NAC units running. Yeah, dude, the electrical bill here, bill, bill here before summer, yeah, is like nine hundred. <laughs>
0: Nuts. I live in Antarctica in my house and my My electrical bill is only 65 bucks a month.
1: But do you know how many TVs <laughs> phones game systems and shit are oh, on yeah. at one time here? It's just constant. There was well I took the one in and the big one in out of these rooms, but there was there was four flat screens out here. Oh, my goodness. In the man cave until, like, a few weeks ago. And I took – because I had bought this, like – at the time, it was really big. It's, like, 70 or 75-inch, yeah. you know, screen. But it was 4K and all that. And uh, – because I wanted it for, like, UFC fights and stuff like that. Yeah. Or, in your case, soccer games.
0: But <laughs> – uh, yeah.
1: Oh, dude, you wouldn't – it would it's, – it's huge. Like, anyway, so – and the clarity is, like – Unbelievably good, <laughs> but it sat out here for like a year and didn't get a lot of use because you know it, we didn't have a lot of big events. Yeah. So then I moved that one, and yeah. So then, then each kid has like their own. Each kid has their own shit. Oh so my goodness! We have three Xbox One X's, and then we have I think five or six Xbox Ones. And then no, we you have
0: security cameras everywhere.
1: Well, you know, this stuff's cheap now though. <laughs> it's not like it used to be. You get stuff. I get stuff at resale shops. Um, yeah. And you know, I bought his friend Bobby one. So he had one at college so they could play like, <laughs> internet or whatever. But uh, yeah. yeah. So then we have like, I don't know how many three sixties, a lot, several wees, all these vintage game systems. And stuff, cause my son, you know, play. So, there's all this junk just sucking electricity. So I've, I've been trying to, like, find ways to get it cheaper. Like, I switched almost every light everywhere to LED.
0: Yeah.
1: Which, believe me, they might be a little bit expensive, but, man, you are worth it. You don't change light
0: bulbs anymore. Nope. I have all... Since I remodeled my own place here, all of my lights are LEDs.
1: It's great, man. They, they really do save... Like, yeah. and you notice it immediately. And the best yeah. part is because of the longevity, like I said, you're not going, oh, I got to change light bulbs again. Like, yeah. unless there's, I've had a few that were just faulty. Yeah. But other than that, those things can just go and go and go and go. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, and then we have a lot of freezers, <laughs> fridges we got the big one in the we have like one of those big freezes that, that you use should
0: like, get like like you should have like some sort of rewards points with the <laughs> the power company
1: Yeah man I it's it's I I really seriously uh I'm trying to switch a lot over more to I want to get more solar stuff Yeah You know like for the pool I got a heater but it's solar So yeah. it like mounts on your roof it's a giant framed in solar panel Mm-hmm. And it has a small pump on it, and it runs water oh, for the pool awesome. through the panel, and then when it comes out the end, it naturally is hot because of the sun. Yeah, and it's thirty thousand BTUs. Oh my goodness! So in Michigan, because we do have hot days, but it's kind of a short summer. Yeah, you can extend the pool life quite a bit because yeah. the water the water comes back in averaging eighty nine degrees. Oh my
0: goodness.
1: So, and it, it, you know, during the heat of the day, it's running for like six, seven hours a day, hot. Yeah. So yeah, it makes a difference, but you got to set it up first. I keep yeah. telling the kids I'm going to do that. It's probably going to be winter. and <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, Let's
0: put the blind man on the roof.
1: Let's, luckily, <laughs> luckily, it's not steep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a one story ranch. It's not too bad. <laughs> I don't think I'll be the one going up there I think I'll send up one of the kids <laughs> maybe two of them <laughs> I, I think I can spot two that way yeah. if they fall off I just catch them put them back up yep you're fine no it's great cra- yep. you know what's crazy is they probably would think that like it's funny and cool like they're gonna do parkour <laughs> They probably would. No, they would. They'd just like jump off, and then I don't know, jump into a tree or something like I don't know. Yeah, they're weird like that. But trying to trying to find ways to save electricity.
0: Yeah, I would love to switch over to solar, but my electricity is so cheap right now. The only thing I would like to switch to that's electric is a car. I would love to get a Tesla, but I can't afford a Tesla. Because if I'm getting a Tesla, I'm getting the S, and I'm getting the big, powerful one. I'm not gonna get. I'm not going cheap but I'm not about to spend $100,000 on a car.
1: (laughs) I really like killing trees. It's my big diesel. I can't imagine driving a car I'm supposed to drive.
0: (laughs) My dad made a comment the other day because I told him you had that big truck, and my dad was like, that must be interesting to see Juan inside such a big truck.
1: (laughs) I said something yesterday when I was getting out of it and I was like, man, it really does look like, oh, he's compensating for something. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's not even lifted or anything. It's not. It's standard. It's just such a big freaking truck. When I hop my ass out of it, I still got to step on those like Step guard things. Yeah. And I do tend to kind of like bounce out of it. Kind of like, (laughs) kind of like, it probably does look a little funny. Like, oh, look, he lands. (laughs) Look at it. gonna land
0: on his feet this time. (laughs)
1: And then when I get into it, I do have to like hop up to that and then like push off to jump up high enough to grab the oh shit bar so that I can, (laughs) so that I can get in the truck. So there's no, like, slow crawling up in the truck. I got to do this shit where I'm like, okay, ready? One, like, you start rocking and shit. That's your
0: exercise for the day.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Getting in's a bitch. Getting out's real easy. I just use gravity. Oh! And then I land.
0: (laughs) You have one of those, like, airplane, like, (laughs) safety
1: slides to get out.
0: And then you you just got to figure out a way to get back in.
1: Okay, you want to hear something fucked up? For, like, the first couple months, I had put this pillow behind my back in the front driver's seat because I could not reach the pedals. (laughs) And I'm like, I am not putting blocks on these pedals. That is some bullshit. I have some pride. This door's going to come open, and it's up high enough where someone's going to see these blocks, and that's just going to be the end of my life. So what I did was I put the small pillow in the back of the seat so like when I sit in it, it forces my legs longer, right? Just the other day, somebody, my sister Pat or something, borrowed the truck. Oh my and gosh. when she comes back, the pillow is off the seat. And I noticed the seat is all the way forward. And by all the way forward, I mean much further forward (laughs) than I thought it went. Yeah. Turns out it just needed to be, like, lubed up. All this time, (laughs) it wasn't all the way forward. I just had it stuck. (laughs) So now I don't have to do that embarrassing pillow shit anymore. I (laughs) I was like... Man, that's because I have driven vehicles where there's been a few vehicles that I have driven where these seats do not go up far enough or drop yeah. low enough, and I really can't safely drive those vehicles. Yeah. Thank God the truck isn't one of them. Because yep, I actually have never had a it, problem. It. I, yeah. I mean, I use it a lot for hauling things and getting things and doing things that I really need a truck for. I mean, I yeah. don't necessarily need a dually, but. No. There's nothing more fun than well, for instance, yesterday I went to pull in a spot, and it's very rare that I get this truck anywhere near the store because it's the width, it's not just the length. This thing is king calf, eight foot bed, so it's long, and
0: well, well, let's be real. A lot of your problems have to do with width already. So, or you know.
1: In the end, it will be what kills me. So I'm so excited because I get this spot that's just one past handicapped. This never happens in the truck. I mean, never. I usually have to park way out so that I don't freak people out parking next to them and people don't crash into me and all that. And so that I can actually back out without hitting other vehicles. It only has so much turn radius at that length. So I get and I'm so excited I'm pulling the left, and I'm about to straighten into the spot. Spot, this yeah. car tries to cut in front of me, and I don't know. if She thought that she had the spot first. Yeah, I was already turning into it though, so she's literally coming into the side of the front of the of my <laughs> truck with this little car. Yeah, and I didn't see the person because I really didn't care. I was just trying to pull in the spot, and then my wife's like flipping out. She's like. She's edging forward like she's going to force you out of the spot. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. So I just hit the, I had it on my foot you know, on the brake. Yeah. And hit the gas and just <laughs> pushed out a big black cloud of smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and then I lunged it. Just a little bit, like right, yeah. So yeah, she had to. I was like, just concede, you lost. I mean, I, come on, <laughs> come on, please. Just, I'm already literally in the spot. I could put your vehicle in my truck bed. Get out of my way, lady. <laughs> and she was so she was she saw Jasmine and she was didn't see me. And then I guess she was getting out of the car. She's like, she's gonna come over here and say something. And I was like, oh, please, whatever. And then eventually, eventually she saw me, and then didn't say anything. So she must have thought I looked like a pretty angry person or something. Yeah. So, but anyways, I mean, it was just funny that it's like, come on, really? I, and I really don't do that. I don't use the size of that vehicle to be like that. So it was just weird that somebody tried to make me out.
0: <laughs> don't ever if you're in a little car, don't ever mess with the big truck.
1: Well, I mean, it's just like. I try Absolutely. not to kill people all the time in it in the first place. I yeah. really, really don't want to hit anyone. No. You know, because, I mean, the way cars are made now, yeah, they're they're made to break apart so it, like, saves your life and all that. But, I mean, there's only so much vehicle you got. And in the yeah. city, the only reason I – not the only reason, but one of the reasons I do drive such a big vehicle is because I live in a little bit of a rural area in Michigan, and there are so many big vehicles out here in Michigan. It's not like California, right? Nobody gives a shit about emissions. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about how much it costs to fill your gas tank. We're just over here trying to be as wasteful as possible. In Michigan, <laughs> everybody, listen—you'd hate it here, people. Everybody smokes. Okay, that is true. Everybody <laughs> smokes. Everybody drives big ass vehicles. Escalades, ex- expeditions, big trucks. I mean, I mean, there's hardly a soccer mom vehicle is like one of the bigger Mercedes, like uh, SUVs. A lot of Hummers here, lots of big vehicles. So I drive a big vehicle because I'm around nothing hardly but big vehicles. I would never drive a uh, motorcycle here. Oh, you die. are. When I see motorcycles in Detroit, I'm like, and now they have the thing where, like, you don't have to wear a helmet anymore. What? Yeah. It, That's the thing here in Texas. I, I have a motorcycle choice. license.
0: I will always wear yeah, a helmet. Yeah, I
1: saw this guy ride past me yesterday, and I was just like, well, I guess they give him the reason, the choice so you can see who the stupid ones are, because <laughs> you're just, come on, if you go down on a bike almost in any angle, at any yeah. speed, you're going to make contact with the ground with your freaking skull. Like, yeah. there's no way I would get on a bike. I mean, I would hardly ride a bike in traffic anyway. I would have the best helmet there I could money can buy, oh, like gosh. and wear it every time. So yeah. when I see these people just, you know, blowing past me doing like ninety five on a crotch rocket in yeah. thin ass basketball shorts with no show socks, yeah. Like, <laughs> listen, when you're splattered all up there on the highway, I'm probably not going to feel too bad for you, <laughs> cause damn. And they're like racing like yeah. that with no helmets, tank top, yep. shorts, little tiny socks that you can't even see in their little shoes, like no protection. Yeah, it's and, crazy. And like, but then you see like the old bikers like the in Romeo where I live, every Thursday, they have a called bike night, yeah, and hundreds and hundreds of motorcycles come into this small town on Thursday night during the summer. Now, don't get me right. This isn't like Sturgis. It's a bunch of rich white people <laughs> on like $50,000 Harleys and Goldwings. All right. yeah. This isn't the the idea that these motorcycle people are the poor people. are. Co- it's completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they all have the big beards and stuff. They're just retired Ford workers and Chrysler workers. Believe me, they're fine. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, they come in and do that. And so you got all these bikers. But I always see, and none of them, the older ones, they all wear helmets.
0: They're smart. they're smart. They know they could get killed so easily. That's
1: why they're the older ones. They're the ones that are still alive. Because the young <laughs> idiots that didn't died. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Well, crazy. You know what grew me up? So when you come out to California and, like, yeah. there, it's legal for them to go between the lanes? Yeah. Like, between the cars and shit?
0: Yeah. Oh, my Lane God. The first,
1: yeah, the first time when I came to visit you guys and, like, bikes started blowing <laughs> between our cars. Yeah. You know how they do it. Yeah. Like, a hundred. Yeah. You're know, like sitting in like some slow traffic and all of a sudden, you're like, what the <laughs> it's like, thank goodness I didn't stick my arm out for any reason. Like, so yeah, that's weird to me. And the U-turn thing. Yeah. Cause here you can't, they tell us we can't make U-turns yet. Every road is a U-turn. Yeah. Well, it's the, the Michigan left. left so yeah. Everything's a U-turn. Everything's a damn U-turn. You know, what they, <laughs> yeah. you know what they finally got started getting over here. What? Those uh, turnarounds. Like the Uh the European turnarounds? Yeah, the roundabouts? Yeah, the roundabouts. Okay, everyone hates those. Why? This is the most efficient (laughs) shit of all time. If no one's in there, you get in, you go. Why, Why do they make this hard?
0: Yeah. That's one thing I've noticed. I've driven in Europe. I've driven in England. Roundabouts make so much sense because nobody's stopping. You just get in and you keep going. You go out where you need to go. And here... Ever since I've been to Europe and then been back here in America, everyone stops at roundabouts. I'm like, why? Why are you stopping? This is made so you don't stop.
1: What really off is when they're already in it and they got the right of way, and I'm pulling up. Yeah, but I'm rolling up with the intention that just as their tail end gets by me, yeah. I'm you're gonna nose in, right, right in behind them. That's yeah. how I'm supposed to do it. They panic yeah. and they stop. Yeah. Now I'm about to broadside your ass. So I'm gonna slam <laughs> on the brakes. I'm like, Damn it. Yeah. It's not hard, people. No, it's not. Um, we don't even have messed up teeth in the way. Like, there's nothing. <laughs> there's no reason we shouldn't be getting this. Yeah. I it's bet bad. you know, in Germany, man, everybody's like razor blades on that thing, man. Oh, yeah. Like, just like. You know uh, it uh, is. Uh, yeah. See it? I'm not an aggressive driver, but I still want to get there in the most efficient amount of time. I don't speed, but. Oh, I speed. I'm a true Texan I drive like a Texan <laughs> I drive like it's an like old 80, lady Eighty,
0: eighty-five everywhere
1: <laughs> I drive like my truck is towing that 50-foot camper <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. <laughs>
0: Oh, I drive, and people can't follow me. <laughs> well, I, if somebody is following me, I have to remember. They're following me, or else I ditch them. <laughs>
1: you remember my Mustang, or was it, was it my Mustang you took out in a parking lot? Yeah, I, I did, remember that. This, this Mustang, people, this Mustang was a piece of shit. It was. I mean, this was a POS. It was, a f- <laughs> it, was, it, was it wasn't even a Mustang. It was a four-cylinder. Yeah. Okay, but it looked like it could be a Mustang. Yeah. <laughs> right? It was like that chick, like, but she's all makeup, and then you get back, and she peels off her face, and you're like, oh, God. It was, it was like that, but in a car. So it looked kind of like a Mustang, but it was not. So no. then Mark's like, hey, man, what if I take it out in the parking lot and do donuts? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, man, because I'm thinking there's no way he's going to get enough power out of this car it's not possible okay because it wasn't stick so i'm like what's he gonna fucking i don't know what you did man but he literally roasted i know how to drive he roasted the tires off almost like (laughs) thick thick black patches and just like that smoke that's like it turns blue yeah you know because it's so freaking hot But I was kind of proud because I was like, it almost made my car that look like a piece of shit.
0: It was funny because everyone—I made everybody stop and stare because I just like put it in, went out there, and I just—I know how to drive, so I just threw the car the back end out, hit the gas, and just burned up the tires. (laughs) (laughs) And the funny thing was, was when I got back, you looked so excited
1: because I was like, I didn't know that car could do that.
0: and and my brother was there just like shaking his
1: head <laughs> bar for the course <laughs> <laughs> i'm the i'm the you in my family so yeah i, get, I totally get that where they just they, it's the, the the head nod says everything That little shake yep where that's like okay we've established that he is in a rung beneath me and he's a moron and we're just going to let it slide cuz he's not changing and <laughs> <laughs> That's where it ends.
0: When I lived in California, um, it was really funny. When I lived in California, I was uh, we had a quad, and I t- we had like a big gravel driveway. You've been there. I'm just explaining it for the people that don't know. So. I hopped on this quad. Every once in a while, I would just go out, hop on the quad, and drive around because we lived up in the mountains, so we had all these trails and stuff you could go right around on. So one day, I go out. I just hop on the quad, and I go down the driveway, go down the hill, turn around, come back up, and I get in front of my grandparents' house, and I just start doing donuts on this quad. And I'm just sitting around just doing donuts, and finally, like, my grandma comes out, and she, like, crosses her arms and then, like, waves at me, and I stop and turn it off. I was like, yeah, grandma? And she just goes, Mark! Are you ever going to grow up? And I went, "Nope." Started back up and just kept going.
1: That was last week. It's <laughs> just like not going to happen, grandma. <laughs> Sorry. I, th- yeah. I think the so- reason I don't want to grow up is cuz I don't want to end up being my dad.
0: <laughs> well your shirt's on this time so you're already a step up on your dad
1: yeah we traded places though in the weight department <laughs> <laughs> i tell you man once they put you in a home i don't know what they do to you but it pretty much looks like they starve you once you go on the inside you know oh what i mean my goodness, yeah but no actually he's in much better health now and my father was was only that was all recent because of dementia unfortunately and uh he got really uh, kind of mean and violent so he had to go somewhere where they could take really good care of him and fortunately yeah. it's a, it's a special facility for that disorder, which literally cost a freaking fortune oh, I'm but sure. um, you know he worked hard in life so he deserves to have the the very best in my opinion so that's that's why he's there but actually his health is much better now because uh, <laughs> I'm not feeding him <laughs> <laughs> Not, here's more chili cheese fries. <laughs> My dad was the worst binge eater ever. <laughs> he would get those like Jiffy, you know the like the like Sam's Club level container of peanut butter. It's yeah, and he would just yeah the
0: giant ones
1: get a big big spoon, pop the top and eat a quarter of that. <laughs> just peanut butter, straight peanut butter, and he would eat those like so much. I would have to have two of those on tap. <laughs> what the heck? That's, That's an addiction, a... man. <laughs> <laughs> That's nuts. That just
0: sounds I love peanut butter and that just sounds gross. <laughs> like I may have had like a spoonful of peanut butter from time to time, but not eat it like that. Oh my goodness. Oh dude, it
1: gets worse. I literally would see him take his hand uh... and just straight up man hoof it. Just, uh, f- <laughs> I was like, so that's your peanut butter, Dad. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, Wyatt, don't no. <laughs> <laughs> don't even, don't even open the top. You're not gonna be able to handle it. Because <laughs> if my son saw finger marks in that peanut butter,
0: <laughs> yeah, it'd be over.
1: He- <laughs> <laughs> He he doesn't respond emotionally to, like, (laughs) many things, but when he does, God, it's funny. (laughs) Because he won't flip out about getting a new guitar, but if he saw that friggin' peanut butter thing, he'd lose his shit. (laughs) You'd see an animated version of him you would not see any other way. So he's still waiting for this guitar to get here. It's now stuck in some castle. What? Over in Europe somewhere. What the heck? It was supposed to be here eight weeks ago. <laughs> this thing has been stuck in customs. There had to be all kinds of stuff done to it because uh, the woods became considered endangered or some bullshit. And now to buy a guitar overseas with rosewood or I think a bica wood in it, it has to have all this paperwork. Now you can't sell it. It's considered illegal. So that's what's been tying this up for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. This guy had to go get this thing up. This guy lost his ass. Just lost oh, his gosh, ass. Sure. 140 bucks to have it, like, uh, officiated and get all the paperwork and all these things. And then, like, oh, every step God. of the way, they've, like, made him return it, wouldn't send it. Nope. And then Finally, you know, five or six weeks in, they're like, okay, we're ready to ship it. Got it down there. And apparently, he lives kind of far away from wherever you ship from. He's in the middle of nowhere. So... Get, they're like, no, you need a hard case now. So we had to go and get a hard case. I mean, and this is a very large, it's a Spectre. six. Uh-huh. It's a Spectre six-string.
0: Uh-huh.
1: OK, so it's a very specific and very, very thick-necked guitar because of that six-string. So yeah, good luck finding a cheap case. So then he had to get yeah. a case right for it that would fit it. And then we mailed it again. And it got stuck again the other day. Stuck oh in some goodness. castle, something, and like <laughs> FedEx is still waiting for them to clear it again. So basically, I think it's kind of stuck in their customs. Yeah. So you know, who knows how long that could take. But yeah, man, that take weeks. But he's just like a fiending man because he's oh, he's sure. been without a six string, you know, for this long. So he's. Hopefully, it's worth it though because oh, I'm sure it, it, it was. It was a really hard one to find. This one was, well, it was hard to find where it wasn't beyond availability because of the price, because even use yeah. some of this stuff is like, you know, my son, like, though, he he worked his way up to it, you know what I mean? Like, he, he played basically junk guitars for the longest time, and then as he got better, you know, we helped him invest, you know, in better equipment and better stuff, and yeah. so now he's gotten to the level to where he literally could, you know, play professionally, so... He has you know, professional equipment, and that was kind of like one of the next things that he really would, was aspiring to get, and we thought this was going to be over in a couple weeks, and he was going to have it. And Now it's we're nine <laughs> weeks deep, and it's stuck in Castle something. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I'm so sorry, son.
0: That sucks. What's the worst, when you ordered something and you have to wait for it forever?
1: Well, but here's my thing. I told him, I was like, look, dude, if that's the worst thing that happens – to you right now is waiting for a specific item like that, you don't have a bad life. I'm sorry, man. That's if true. That's, if that's your woe, I don't even got to look for a silver lining. The silver <laughs> lining is that's your problem. All right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I miss those days in life. It's like, I hardly remember being young, but what I used to feel like was real problems, now would be like, bring that shit on. Yeah, like college <laughs> College is one of those things that it can be blown out of proportion. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, man. Listen, people have been getting degrees for a very long time. A lot of people do it. Uh, I know a lot of people with even advanced degrees who, in my opinion, aren't even all that intelligent. They're just really good at regurgitating information, test taking. I'm good at test taking. I probably can pass most tests without studying. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're intelligent. So it's just funny when it's like people will get into college and because that's like the next step of intensity maybe they've ever had, they really feel like this is just like some huge impossible achievement that they're doing. And, you know, people put so much emphasis on it. I guess I can see why people feel that way. But you know, come on. I think
0: it's more about the emphasis others put on it than the actual difficulty of it. Now, there's some things that are difficult, like some programs that are difficult. But your average college classes, all you have to do is just repeat
1: back what you hear or write back out what you hear. It's not that hard, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously, if you're getting into an advanced degree and you're getting into things that are, you know, if you're going to Joel School, yeah, there's, yeah. Yeah, there's no bullshit in that. No. But I'm just saying, like, but don't. Don't come to me crying about how difficult it is when you're getting a you know, a associate's degree or a bachelor's degree in child daycare. Yeah. <laughs> or you're going to be a nurse. I'm sorry, it's not that hard. Like it's a challenge, but it's not rocket science. You're not going to the The moon.
0: Actual being a nurse is much harder than the school.
1: Oh, that yeah, I yeah, that's what I was going to college for. And I, I after being around people that worked in the field, I decided I I didn't want to do that. And I think we talked about that before, but it's just the point that man, it's like you do all that and then you really end up being a workhorse. Yeah. Like you're not
0: and everyone you're, and you're treats not you getting like crap. Yes, The
1: idea that you're gonna get this a bunch of respect because you're a nurse. No, you get shit on uh, like a lot. Yeah. Because they well, the reason I didn't do it is because they would put you in these positions where you're taking care of so many people at a time. Yeah. I knew there was no way I could take care of people properly in that a lot of amount of time. Not that many people. Like, I couldn't get to them enough. And
0: that, then you have to do it for 12-hour shifts.
1: Yes. So you're tired. It's a very physical job. Yeah. It's a very thankless job. It's a difficult... I mean, I'm glad there are people that will do it. And there, yeah. and there are really good nurses. And um, there really shouldn't be any reason to really be a bad nurse, though. No, it's it's not. uh...
0: It takes a special kind of person to be a nurse, and I know I'm not that person. I have no. (laughs) I've had several people over the last few years be like, "Oh, you should be a nurse," and every time I'm just like, "No, I would hate my life. I would hate the school, and I would hate my life. I love studying like human anatomy and how everything works. That stuff fascinates me. But doing nursing, no, no, thank you. I'd much rather sit on my butt in my underwear and talk to you." In front of a microphone. And hey, guess what? I'm doing that.
1: That is nice. Talking so in front much more of me. enjoyable. And your underwear should be something that should be tried.
0: And today, I don't have to look at your boobs because you're wearing a shirt. Oh, you know, it's nice to cool out here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but, I, but that whole thing with, the, like, for instance, taking care of my mother, right? When, yeah. when you're taking care of an elderly person that age, okay, there's, there's some gross factors. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. I literally enjoy taking care of people. I enjoy taking care of, um, like when I worked in the home health health field, you know, care field, and took care of mentally impaired people. Like, I enjoy the caregiving part of it. I, I don't even mind the dirtiest stuff. I don't mind doing meds. I don't mind doing the cleanup of whatever. But what I, and that's why I ended up going that route rather than nursing, even though the pay is much less I got to actually be part of these people's lives I got to really impact them on a personal level I got a lot more time with them individual time I just felt like I made more of an impact there and then yeah. when I could, and then when I couldn't care for that many people anymore I didn't now it's just my mother and that's plenty you know what I'm saying but it, it work, it's been working out really well but yeah as far as the scholastic part of it I, it's whatever it's can you yeah. it's can you uh, be sympathetic or empathetic to someone who's Kind of being a jerk, yeah. You know, or when people get on certain meds or have things happen, and then they're they're not acting themselves. Yeah. Like my mother never cries or yells or complains or bitches. This yeah. this last surgery, she broke her hip, and she came out of that surgery, she was not herself, and it was like almost embarrassing because it was like, oh my god, they're gonna think this is my mother how she is. But these nurses were actually very understanding, and so it was. It is important, and I'm really appreciative for the people who do do that work, who do it well, because it is a very thankless job. Let's let's put it this way. Uh, They should—I'm glad that they get paid decent, because they should. Yeah, Uh, you know, I think they should get paid more, but also— Yeah. um, But, I mean, I'm glad there's people that will do it. I mean, I I am glad there's people that do it, but don't—but, you know, let's let's not pretend—you're not a doctor. Okay? so. So I
0: wouldn't want to be a doctor either. There's certain jobs that I just know are not for me. But anyways, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you very, very much for. Yeah, this we went a little long today, but we were on a roll. So I wanted to keep it going. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please write and review and subscribe and hit us up with the email or on Twitter. And if not, I'm
1: going to go back and uh, get a degree, and I'm going to have to be your proctologist. (laughs) So it's. uh, So
0: support us.
1: (laughs) Write a review or get a poke. That's. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. (laughs) Sure call You make the choice Go ahead (laughs) Thanks for listening But I'm gonna need that review (laughs) Thanks a lot Seahawk Predator out Bye bye